This episode of Dummy Pass is brought to you by the Old Shoe Factory Antique Mall. If you're in central Ohio and need that perfect antique piece or just feel like looking for something unique, the Old Shoe Factory has it all. Located on Memorial Drive in Lancaster, Ohio, it's easy to find and hard to forget. Thank you. Hello, Ruggers, near and far. Welcome to the Dummy Podcast with everyone's favorite 9 and 10, the best halfback combination you've never heard of. I'm Lane. And I'm James. And we're kicking it off here at Dorn Shield Studios in Amanda, Ohio. We want to welcome you to Dummy Pass, a podcast to where two very normal American rugby players and enthusiasts get together to discuss insights and reactions to events in the rugby world at large. Time to pregame it, my brother. How are you? All right, man. I'm doing good. Doing Talked good, about this mate. just a second ago. A little tired. Sounds like mm-hmm. you're a little tired, too. Yeah. That's a little the, low uh, on sleep. Yeah, that's the, the, the life the, of a father. Dude, yeah, I mean. Full-time work. We got we got that daddy life. The the You look at the little battery sign in the corner of, of our lives, and it's it's getting a little red, you know? It's, it's just like It's low. It's low. <laughs> but life's awesome, man. Um, uh, how, how are you doing? How's work? How's kids? Works good. It's been good. It's our busy time of the year um, since I more when or less isn't busy at the old shoe. Is there is, ever a time that's not busy? Yeah, you know, it, you know, you know, with retail, there's always slow times and busier times. We stay, you know, pretty busy most of the time. There's just sometimes where it's more busy, yeah, and then there's right. times where it's just regular busy. Yeah. But uh, this time of the year is a very good time for us. You know, tax return season. People seem oh, to have yeah. a little bit extra money in their pockets. It's good for sales. Um, the weather's not quite right enough where people can get outside yet, yep. so they're kind of trapped inside businesses, yep. which yep. is yep. nice. And so it's been pretty busy, man. And then, like you say, on top of that, we both uh, have kids and uh, have you know lives outside of work. Work, yep. that kind of take up time yep. and uh yeah the sleep goes down and down <laughs> so, the days get longer and longer how about you man there's no time for rugby no there's time. no time how uh i'm doing good how's aubrey doing yeah uh so aubrey's great um for you those of you who don't know mm-hmm. uh, my wife's pregnant with our third right now uh we're having a little boy um you knew that right no dude oh man That's i didn't tell awesome. you thank Congrats, you thank man. you thank you yeah i was gonna ask what are the name options like what are you going with but you i mean it's gonna be a boy so what's the boy's name yeah okay so um well we just found Where'd out you not, find it this is crazy is it only a couple weeks ago okay. you know you know we're um okay. as you know you you never find out the no. names of or the uh, gender no. of your baby no before it comes no. yep Yep. We're the, the parents that find out like as soon as, <laughs> as soon possible, as we find out, you know, get prepared for the baby. And so we just found out a couple weeks ago, um, as far as names go, I'll be honest with you. It seems like each child you have, you know, you just kind of, I don't know, procrastinating on things a little yeah, bit. That's yeah, kind of carried over yeah. into the names too. Like I know with our first two kids, we had names probably picked out within a, a week or two of yeah. finding out of the gender of the baby. Um, this time around, Aubrey and I, um, uh, we haven't really looked too hard at names That's to be right. honest with you. We kind of looked around the other night together on the couch i think it was last friday night we're throwing around some names um it's gonna be a j name so we gotta stick with the j's because uh, my little girl's genevieve i'm james my boy's jameson so we're gonna stick with j's so we're just looking around some j names but not quite sure yet man we didn't find any that really just just hit it off for us yet i want to i love you so much man that i want to give you a gift okay a gift uh yeah i i know that we're gonna have a girl I know number three is going to be a girl. And so I'm not going to get to use my boy name. <laughs> when he I'm says gonna, he knows, he doesn't know. I'm going to let you use Vigo with a silent J. Vigo? For your for your, for your boy. Your After boy the famous two. actor? Yes, you can use Aragon, Vigo. Aragon, Lord I'm, of the Rings? Yes, I'm giving it to you. I, 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 I would not do this to anybody else. I just want you to know that. Okay. I am. I, if you want to use the name Vigo, 
You may. Um, you can spell it with two J's in the middle. This is true honor, <laughs> and, I, and I mean this because I know how much Lane loves this name. And a little background, like I, I just said, he is the actor who played Aragon, which is uh, yep. Lane's uh, favorite character in Lord of the Rings, which he's a huge Lord of the Rings yep. guy. Yep. Viggo Mortensen? Mortensen? Mortensen. Mortensen. Yep. Okay, the last yep. name. I'm a little bit familiar with him. Uh, he yeah, played in, um, him, what dude. was that um, movie he played in back in the day where he was a killer? He was like a serial killer. It wasn't hostile. Uh, History of Violence. Was it History of History Violence? History of Violence. And he was like hiding away in a small town in a diner. That one? I think so. Yes. I can't remember, but it really well acted. He did a really oh, good job. Amazing, this is this man. this took place either in the eighties or the nineties, I think. Like this oh, is an oh, older oh, movie. Uh never mind then. Um Jeez, uh, oh my gosh, dude, you're testing my Vigo skills here. My, I can't my, remember. My recall. Sorry to get us off uh, track. Um, he did one. He did a remake with Oh, uh, American something. American, American Psycho. Psycho. American Psycho. Yeah, yeah. Was, that, was that in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s? Yeah, it was the beginning of his career. He was starting on yeah, yeah, 80s, late 80s, early 90s. You're you're hitting it on the head, bro. That was him and Christian Bale. Wasn't Christian Bale on that? Uh, no. is that someone? I think. I'm gonna have to fact check. You keep talking. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah. So, up. so I'll keep talking. So, no, to completely <laughs> sidetrack, this truly is an honor because Lane loves that name. I and do. Uh, for the record, do. he doesn't 100 know that he's not having a boy <laughs> because they haven't found out. I, I think he, he might have that father inkling and watch. He'll probably have a girl, but he doesn't 100 know that that boy's still I in don't. the mix. It's that's true. That's and, true. And I just you know I want you to know that if if that's something. If, I, I want that name used. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. I want to, and so it's either going to be you name your second boy Vigo. I have, I happen to have a boy with this baby number three, or I get a dog. Okay. It's one. It's <laughs> going to be one of the three. So that's yeah. awesome. No. Yeah. So for me, you know, like I said, it has to be a J name because we're going with the J. So I'm going to have to put yes. a J in front of that. Javigo sure. is that a name? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Silent J. You just don't pronounce it. <laughs> oh, that's Spanish awesome. Javigo. So no, yeah. So no. No J names are hitting you, huh? No J names are hitting it's me, crazy, man. man. We, we, we searched. And, Psycho. Uh, it's called Psycho. 1998. Okay. Psycho. 1998. And that's ever, one. Believe it or not, that's one. That's a Vigo movie I've never seen. Uh, does it have Christian Bale in it? Was I right that's on American that? Psycho. American Psycho. That's American Psycho. That's American Psycho. Okay. Films, but yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it names kind of the same. Looks scary. There's a big old hand on the on the sheet, or, or is that the? Uh, it looks like he. Um, Oh, that's in the shower. And maybe I'm mixing up these movies. I remember the plot of the story was he was like a uh, Wall Street kind of guy. And and behind the scenes, he was like a psychopath kind of serial killer. And um, just the events kind of unfold from that. So I can't remember. Maybe that's American Psycho. Maybe (laughs) that's Psycho. I'm going to have to watch both of them now. I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't know, man. If you are a Christian Bale slash Viggo Mortensen buff out there and you're just, you're, you're, you're pounding your fist going, no, guys, you're mashing the movies up. Just let us know. Okay. We're going to look into them. We'll have a movie <laughs> For night. For the record, Lane is the true Vigo Mortensen <laughs> fan. I'm the one getting everything mixed up. I, I do remember him, yeah. Hidalgo, though. The yeah, horse Hidalgo movie. Hidalgo a great movie. Yep, yes, yep. man. That yeah. was good. I remember that. Oh, man. I could, could, we could talk forever about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love him. Um, yeah. Uh, so, we yes. Baby number three for us. We don't know what it's going to be. Yeah. Um, I think... Both uh, the you know ultrasound techs and everything, they always say, do you want to know? And we're like, no, you know. Um, I'm pretty sure that our last two, well, I know. I don't know if it was a slip up or not, but the, the pronoun her and she was used. And I'm like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with that, but you just told us. Yeah, that was yeah. like the one job or one of your one jobs. Okay, <laughs> You also have to go find everything. I didn't know this. And, More or less, you pretty much knew, didn't you? Because like you say, they use those pronouns. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, big cause it was, and it was right after she said, okay, I'm going to go down by, uh, you know, the area. Oh, wow. So if you don't want to know, look away. And we were like, we're not going to be able to. She's like, well, you, you've been good at guessing everything else. You know, you might want to look away. We're like, okay. 
And then like five seconds later, she goes, well, that's her, her foot right there. When we looked back, I'm like, you just used her. So. <laughs> Maybe. Oh man, I'm so but, sorry. I, I I laughed, but I didn't know this. I'm sorry to yeah, hear that. Yeah, no, no, because it's and it's. I'm, I you wanted dude, it to be a surprise. At and, this point, at this point, I think a boy would. I mean, we've been talking about this for a while. I think it'd be throw me off, man. Really, I, I'm good with three girls. Yeah, three future lady eagles. Like, I I love I love having girls. So I don't know <laughs> I don't know how, what a boy would do. It, it it'd be wonderful, but it would definitely be a wrench for sure, man. Now, real quick, how's Sarah yeah. feeling? Aubrey's pretty sick with this one. Yeah, um, she, yeah, yeah. She, she's just been kind of off, but yeah. uh, you know, it passes, you know, it's part yeah. of pregnancy, but all in all, she's coming okay. to that. When you get in that third trimester too, stuff starts to be a little bit better. Yeah. But Sarah's kind of coming out of that a little bit. She's still, I mean, she's just, she's exhausted. Yeah. And you know, we got, you know, I mean, you have two other kids too. It's just, it's crazy. And, and uh, she's like, she's super mom, man. So she, you know, uh, just like does it all and tries to do it all. And I'm just like, sir, here, let me help. Like, how can I help? Like, what, what, what can I do here? Like, you don't have to do all this, but so she's just, she's exhausted from, from carrying baby and the baby's starting to kick and stuff now too. Is that yeah. happening for you? Yeah. When's, uh, no, when's not Aubrey's due date. Not the, uh, not the kicking hasn't happened yet. Um, Aubrey's due date is July 30th, uh, beginning of August into July. Okay. Beginning about of a August. month after us then. Oh, is it only a month after yeah, you? Yeah, only a month after us. We're going to have kids the same age, man. How crazy is that? Can you believe this, man? Our wives are are working, <laughs> birthing babies, and here we are on a podcast. Talking rugby. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> They're the best. We love them. Yeah, we love them. Big shout out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, this episode is brought to you by Sarah and Aubrey. <laughs> um, good catching up, dude. Uh, I, I just love this. I'm so excited. It's a great time for rugby. Um, we're going to get into Scrum Down, which is our uh, world rugby, super rugby, uh, pro 14 stuff, all the high-level international and also um, uh, professional around the world. So what's going on, uh, w- last time we talked, it was getting uh, ready. I think it was that 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 coming weekend before we were, or after we recorded last that the Six Nations was kicking off. Yeah, no so Six we, Nations had happened yet. Yeah, we, it would all like preview stuff. And yeah. we, uh, let's just say our predictions weren't... We're like, eating them this Yeah, uh, this, we're eating Major Crow with the whole uh, f- uh, French rugby... Um, just being phenomenal. Um, but it's, that's the cool thing about six nations is you never really, I mean, you have ideas, but you never really know. I mean, I've anybody can beat anybody. Anybody can beat anybody. And I've honestly been surprised, but we'll get into, uh, you know, details. This is going to be a bulk of what we talk about because it's so exciting Absolutely. and, and, and it's been the biggest thing going on, Absolutely. but I've been in, I've been in surprised by Ireland. I mean, literally, um, uh, you can make predictions and even the, even the guys who've been doing this for for years and have played at that those high levels who know what international rugby's like in and out they even get surprised from time to time so oh yeah so it's very exciting lots of cool stuff so let's just go over our round our first three round results and then we can talk about um kind of our takeaways if you if that's cool with you yep. and then we'll look ahead to the last two matches that are in March so it's kind of cool. We're kind of like in, in the middle of the thick of things. And it, is re- it really is just kind of anyone's tournament right now, which is amazing. Um, so round one, we had um, Wales dominating Italy. It was a 42 to zero final. Um, I watched match. about five minutes of it. And I was like, really? I think I came in uh, in, this, in the second half somewhere, maybe like around the 60 minute mark. And I was like, wow, this is a... This is a, uh, uh, it got um, ugly. Yeah. This is a bloodbath. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Ireland beat Scotland, uh, 19 to 12. Uh, so that was an interesting match closer than I thought it was going to be uh, a little bit of controversy came out of that match. And then that opening round is when we had, had the surprise, the, the biggest surprise of that weekend. Um, France over England, 24, 17. 
France surprising so, us all man, this year, man. I mean, every, I, I remember seeing that score and thinking, holy crap, I got to make sure James is seeing this first. I cannot, I just, I can't even, what's going on? After we had just talked about how, you know, didn't had didn't really impress anybody at, at the World Cup, um, weren't really sure how they were going to come out, and uh, crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. So round two, uh, Ireland was able to defeat Wales 24-14. This was another one that kind of surprised me. I, I was not anticipating a victory, definitely not by like 10 points. I thought it would be a thinner margin than that. Absolutely. But Ireland came out on top. Played extremely um, well. Yeah, they did. They did. Um, we had England over Scotland, 14-6, which is a close match. The conditions for terrible. this match were terrible. A flood in the middle of the pitch, man. It was just – and I believe – So it, many missed kicks. It was at Murrayfield in uh, in Scotland, right? I, I think it – believe Because it, so. it was just screaming Scottish weather. I mean, it was just like teeming rain, and it, it was a mess. But England were able to – I think that wasn't – yeah. Scotland, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, England was able to come out on top. James had a nice deep you know, uh, sigh of relief there. And then we had France continuing to, to dominate. It was a closer match uh, with Italy, but 35-22, to 22, France edged out Italy. Um, in round three, which is the most recent, just happened you know, a couple days ago now uh, as we're recording this. And um, yeah, it's going to be hard for me to talk about. Uh, <laughs> Scotland, Scotland took on Italy um, uh, and beat them 17-0. to nil. So uh, a, a good performance by Scotland. They needed to win against Italy. Absolutely. If they would have lost against Italy, it would have been uh, very frustrating for Scottish fans. Bad. A lot of uh, controversy actually happening with Scotland. And uh, Finn, Russell, Finn Russell, their 10, their fly half, their, their all-star really, and uh, Gregor Townsend, their coach. Um, uh, uh, we can. This is just. We're not really Scottish fans. So we lo- right. appreciate Scotland rugby, but it's not going to be a huge talking point. So I'll just do it now. If, if that's cool with you. Yeah, that's fine. Admittedly, I don't pay too much att- attention yeah, to and- Scottish rugby. To be honest with you, I kind of have a heart for them. They're you know yeah. to me they're kind of still an underdog with all that's yeah, happened. Yeah, they're, so they're fun to watch. Like to watch um, them. Yeah, yeah. root uh, for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like when Big Jim Hamilton talks about them. That's that's about the extent uh, of what I I hear about Scotland. But the big controversy is Finn Russell. There, I think he plays in France um, professionally. Uh, he's their fly half. He's their young stud. I mean, he's like yeah. the, the, the future of Scotland rugby or, or has been to this point. He went out, uh, I think this was either during training or after a match for Six Nations. They've got a um, uh, an international club rule about how many beers you can have after a match at a dinner. Okay. It's two. Okay. And he took exception to that. And he had three and some of his teammates took exception to that and went to the head coach, Gregor Townsend and said, Hey, this is what's going on. Uh, not real happy about it. You know, uh, all star and potential. I don't know if he was the captain or not. I'm not, I don't, I don't think so. Cause I think he was actually being uh, kind of excluded from some uh, team leadership roles and was a little bit upset about that. And that's, yeah. that's also part of what happened, but it, came out in the newspapers and all over the place that he, uh, he came out and said, didn't like that. I wasn't involved in forming any of these rules. Um, I, I have absolutely no relationship with this head coach whatsoever. And he was pretty much just like um, uh, left off of the squad, the following match hmm. and no anticipation of him coming back. Really? Yeah. So I so, didn't know anything about this. Yeah. So very interesting controversy. So for them to be able to, to get this win means even more because there's just a lot of extra junk swirling around, you know, um, but 
it really, really kind of interesting to, to hear about that because yeah. I, I didn't know that there was, and, and some people are saying, well, maybe, you know, he's got a little taste. He's playing in France. He's making a lot of money. Sure. Maybe some of that's going France, to his head. Right? Nah, I mean, wee oui, wee. Oui. Uh, <laughs> maybe some of that's going to his head yeah. and he's kind of yeah taking it out on his coach and unfortunately his teammates. But so that, that's, a, that's kind of unfortunate. You hate seeing that, especially with a, a guy who has a lot of talent. He's like a really talented player. And uh, I don't know. We'll see about that. But good that Scotland got that win. Yeah. If they would have lost to Italy there, that would have been, uh, uh, I don't know, very shocking and, and frustrating for fans. That's interesting. Yeah. Just a quick take on that real yeah. quick, if yeah. I can. Totally outsider viewpoint on this. I didn't even know about this until you brought this up. How many beers do you have after a match? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing is it's, it's tough. You know, I can see where one side would say, you know, what's two beers to three? It's one more beer. It's yep. probably not even going to get you drunk. He had one, right. but, you know, you know, that's a little bit uh, extreme of a punishment or whatever happened. It's a little bit extreme to call him out on that yeah but at the same time i honestly put this on finn russell if you're part of the leadership of a club you know there's a set th- set rule yep. and yep. you know you know that that like again you're the leadership of the club you know you shouldn't take that uh, that third beer why would you why would you I, cause I, all this controversy over just one beer that you probably could have done without for the night i totally agree especially when you look at rugby like in, in rugby and a lot of different sports it's this isn't the case i don't think but in rugby playing for your nation is the highest Huge. honor absolutely there's probably a few other sports that are like that uh you know soccer is probably kind of like that a few others but like that that's it man when you play international rugby for your nation um it's it's the it's the pinnacle yeah that's what you aspire to do yeah so yeah for him to maybe almost kind of forget that yeah i don't act in a way that that. no i don't either It, it, it you're not only throwing uh your club under under the the bus but you're you're kind of shrugging your shoulders at the entire nation's rugby like uh, program. It's just like, I I don't know. I don't get it either. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, it's not a good look. It's not real. Uh, doesn't taste real good in the back of your throat. So no, and I can I understand why people would be upset about that. Yeah, well, the me coach too. because they that puts him in a tough position as the coach Absolutely, to punish dude. him and pull Absolutely. one of their best players away from their side. Know. You then, know, or <laughs> let him slide with it and show the other team that he can get away with things. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a tough position to put your coach and your other teammates. And I just don't understand. Yeah, the it just that. it just it seems selfish overall. I yeah. think over something so small. And yeah, petty. it's kind of small. Uh, I mean, especially when you're top level athletes. I don't know how much beer you should be really be drinking I, I understand wanting to have a beer after a match i totally get that obviously Looks, yeah we've had plenty enough for 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 anybody but we're not professional athletes no. you know what i mean we're not we're not getting paid to okay here's two months where you have to commit to certain diets you have to commit to certain curfews oh yeah this you guy's com- diets I mean, are extreme but it's two months you know right. like as soon as week week uh or the the final round is over round five you go do whatever you want man absolutely go off to greece in your yacht and yeah. drink three beers if you want yeah like, I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. So maybe a little loss of perspective there. Hmm. Yeah, um, uh, Wales and France also played uh, this past weekend, and it was a close one. Um, I, I would say this was probably the match of the tournament so far. Best match, agreed. Um, I was just about to say the same thing. Even that being said, I, I fell asleep. Like I was, I had to watch it late at night. I was on my phone up in bed, and I was just. It was one of those things where I'm, my my mind was going, "Damn, this is some incredible rugby," and my body was going time to sleep and eventually my <laughs> eyelids just won out but i i couldn't believe it, it was incredible and 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 uh, wales is playing exceptionally exceptionally exceptional wow exceptionally thank you sir well um you know schooling what you think it is to say. <laughs> it is hard especially this late at night um schooling Wales or school uh schooling italy um 
having a close match with Ireland. Honestly, Ireland had to play their best rugby so far to beat Wales uh, yes. in round two. And then for them to, uh, I mean, contend with what so far has been the best, highest performing club um, in this tournament, France, is incredible. I mean, this it, it was so much fun to watch, um, the parts that I did see. 24 to 21 final. Uh, incredible. And then the match that you and I and, um, you know, Eight everyone, everyone who friends. really loves rugby, yeah. was 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 all amped about. That's true. A lot of people were watching the this. Ireland and England match. Yes, um, in Twickenham, a place where Ireland has trouble going to win. Yet, even though the the bleachers and the seats are green, I don't understand that one. Uh, why it would be difficult, but the final ended up being twenty four to twelve. England, um, England was able to take take uh, advantage of some major mistakes by Italy uh, just kind of laps. We'll, we'll, we can talk more about that, but I mean, coming out victorious, Eddie Jones feeling pretty good. I saw his post-conference and, and he, he got to get his little snake bite at all the um, uh, paper writers and yeah. journalists and, yeah. and the, the press. And he that has his subtle cool. ways. You never <laughs> see him get fired up, but he just uh, says, dude, what just was he little... saying? He was like, you know, you guys get to go in and write your papers and be clever, you know, and it's my job to, you know, tune you out and just smile and, and get my team to perform. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, dude, he is setting people. It's just that little twinkle in his eye. He's yeah. like, I'm just going to, you know, I'm going to throw some barbs at you. I got the mic now. And... He reminds me of Mr. Miyagi off the karate thing. <laughs> yes, he just kind of always dude. quiet and calm, but he's very wise, you can tell, just a smart rugby guy. And then when the time comes, he get, hits his sentence and, man, he gets to say what he dude, has to say. He is, he's awesome. I, you know, I... As as much as it pains me to say, um, England played very well. I think they I honestly should have won by more, um, but you know they they, I mean they were clutch. They were clutch when they needed to be at home. It was do or die for them. Honestly, they they had more to lose than than necessarily Ireland did in terms of the of the ladder and sure. points and all that stuff. So, yes. um, so that's that's the first half of this tournament summarized. Uh, it, it's been incredible to watch. Um, it seems like every year Six Nations gets better and better. Um, so, do you want to talk a little about you know have um, any takeaways you have from any of those previous matches, uh, or do you want to just skip go right ahead to the Ireland England match from last weekend? What, do, what would you like to do? Um, I'll put a quick bit in. Yeah. I'll um, I'll uh, talk about our predictions from the last uh, podcast real quick oh, and backtrack a little bit and lead oh. in what I was going to say. So, we talked a little bit on the lo- on the last podcast that or at least I did. These were my words, not Lane's. I thought there was three countries that that could win it that were, you know, that are kind of always in it and three countries that I still needed I thought needed to grow up a little bit, uh, make some changes to their side, um, just do some things in order to be a serious contender in Six Nations. And in the three that I didn't think could do it was France. France. Yeah, it was yeah. France. I had yeah. England, um, Ireland, and Wales up there as the three nations I thought could, you know, I- any of those could take it away. And um, so that was one prediction that went terribly wrong for me. Another one I thought, you know, both and I agree. I think both almost of us, everybody was with you on that, though, man. Yeah. I think France kind of came out of, they got a lot of young talent. I think, and I think their pro, their pro leagues are really helping develop and push guys. Top also 14. That, yeah, and also that you got guys from other countries that are Absolutely. in the Six Nations coming to play in France to to push each other. But well, I don't think that was uh, abnormal. That I mean, I, you said that I'm like absolutely. There's a there's kind of an A and a B. Um, performance going on here, and they've it's but it's been beneficial that they've surprised us. It's yeah, been great. So I've read into it a little bit. It's kind of interesting because uh, France got their new coach, right? 
Um, okay. What was See, his I didn't name? Even know that. I'm pretty sure they did. They got a new guy sure. in. Um, um, don't know his name or anything. But long story short of it, he actually decided to keep out a lot of the the players that performed well in the um, uh, Rugby World Cup. And he decided really? to go with some young guys, mix up his side, and just try out his young talent. And I didn't know this as well, that France is um, a U-20 team. I believe they won the U-20 uh, Six Nations from last year. And, they? and don't they do a U-20 um, Rugby World Cup as well? Do they do a format like Rugby uh, World Cup? That I couldn't tell you. They, they might. Maybe you can check it out. Yep. But whatever it was, it's either Six Nations or the U-20 Rugby World Cup. Long story short, they have a really good young side. They yeah. won it. Whether, like I say, whether it was I forget whether it was Six Nations or Rugby World Cup, they won one of those. France is uh, they beat uh, New Zealand, Ireland, England, all those top dogs uh, for the U twenty. They do do a U twenty, and it's actually coming up this summer. Really? So it takes place the following summer after a, a rugby Six World Nations Cup. or Rugby World Cup. This is a U twenty Rugby World Cup. Okay, so that must have been Six Nations that they won. Then uh, this would have been last year. Last year, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, yes, anyways, right. long story short, they're good. No matter what they want, they yeah. they have a good young side. And their coach kind of took a gamble on um, um, trying out some of this young yeah. talent, mixing up the side quite a bit, and just seeing what the guys can do. Yeah. And it's actually interesting because um, um, not so much for England, but I know this is a complaint you've had for Ireland that they don't that they don't do that as much. They kind of stick with their old boys. Yeah. You would like to see a little bit of their young talent get more in, try, uh, get some more playing time. Yeah try them out a little bit and it's one thing france did and it's really working out it's, well it's for them a lot of the guys that you know not that i'm you know um big into french rugby even you know even their pro league i don't know a lot of the guys but um but well, I, hey, I, for for ray Huska, we're gonna try to butcher as many names as possible <laughs> <laughs> ray, ray loves, i do that anyways i know i'm just like I french names i i, I don't i i know i took spanish oh, so man. You yeah know, yeah I'm going to do my best, Ray. Yeah, but a lot of new faces, and uh, it's just been working out really well for them, obviously. Yeah. They've been performing extremely well. Yeah. I think their um, their back um, or their uh, pack and their back line have just really um, um, gelled um, um, the best out of any of the sides that I've seen, yeah. to be honest with you. They just yeah. really performed well together. So anyways, um, shout out to France for their yeah. for their awesome performance. But um, another um, prediction we made that we were kind of on is that England, coming out of the Rugby World Cup, obviously performed extremely well. Pretty much um, kept the same side uh, for the Six Nations side. Mm -hmm. A couple of changes. We have a couple of young guys coming in uh, second Miss, half. And missing the Vunapolos too. Yes, missing That's the Vunapolos. That, that was big. But primarily the same side, mm -hmm. you know. We, you kind of had this feel that it was ours to win. Yep. And uh, what happens, you know, first round, know, uh, we lose, crazy? man, to France. And uh, I know for England fans, I can speak as an England fan, it kind of scared me because um, I didn't think France was going to be this good. I thought maybe yeah, they no. were just the mediocre team of years past yeah. and that we just lost to a mediocre side. And that yeah, got me scared. Yeah, I thought, oh, scary, it could get bad it? from here, you know, playing it, Ireland and Wales yep. in the future. This could be a bad Six Nations the, for us. The th and the thing I love about Six Nations, too, is it's not um, like you play the your your opponents once. I know. And so you don't Do have a chance die. for revenge. Like, that, that's the crazy thing. It's like, oh, well, next time we'll get France. No, you don't play France again and see, until I, next year. I like, think that's amazing. I think that's what awesome. makes the best tournaments. You, know, you think yes. about March Madness. You think about the playoffs yep. in the NFL. Like you say, it's do or die. Yep. And that's One why it's just it. awesome. Yep, absolutely. You know, it's absolutely. fun. Yeah, so France has been has been incredible. Um, uh, You know, it's also kind of interesting, too, that you're, you're talking about, um, you know, it's, it's England's to win, right? And then they come out in that first – first match they lose to france and it's yeah, like wow got us well, all this scared. is gonna be an uphill battle yeah but it, it reminds me of um you know in the world cup they beat the all blacks and it's like oh all right south africa no problem absolutely like, this is, they look dominant over the all blacks it's it's 
England's to to take. Yes, and they and they went in in South Africa. You know, I mean, it, it, it that could, I could see that Wipe parallel. This. Yeah, that parallel happening. So yeah, so it's been it's it's been interesting. It's been kind of an up and down road for England. I can speak for. What do you think about that? What did you think of that Scotland match? Which one? Just in the muck. Oh, with, with England, the uh, England Scotland match. Slot, man. So, admittedly, it wasn't the funnest match to watch because no, huh. it was just a lot of ground and pound with the forwards, and then you'd get about 30, 40, 50 meters out, and they would just attempt to kick. Yep. It was, I, I believe, it was really windy as far yeah. as just pouring on guys as well because you notice, um, I know when Farrell went to kick, he had a guy holding the ball Hold the for ball. him. Sure, yeah. And I don't know whether that was because of the rain or whether it was because of wind. I don't know what that was. Yeah. But um, there was quite a few kicks missed that match as well. Yeah, so it yeah. was just kind of. Each side was trying to get three points, and it was just kind of a just kind of a slugfest. (laughs) Oh yeah, Ireland, England. uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love watching those matches though because it, it, it like you get. For for when you've uh, you know if you haven't played yet and you're gonna get out there and play because you need to find a club go play rugby you'll never regret it but when you watch matches like that you're automatically taken back to times you've played in crud weather like that and just especially if you played on the east coast of the yeah United States. yeah and just how how rough it is and then how good it feels I mean there's no there's no better feeling than going out playing in the slop getting done going in and warming up somewhere. Having having some food, having a few drinks with your with your friends, your brothers, and I, I, that's just a euphoric. You know, you're you're all you're beaten up, you're extra yeah. banged up, you're cold, you're wet. So watching those matches, sometimes it's like, yeah, yeah, the, the, it, the, yeah, the good stuff, man. It is, yeah. and and one and one thing that um um it's good for me to see matches like that is as a back, I primarily pay attention to backs and rugby. <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't There's know no a lot back of pack action. guys. Yeah. There's no back action, <laughs> yeah. and a lot of spotlight gets put on the forwards and how well yep. they can perform, how well they can maul, how well they can you know win their scrums, their lineouts, possessions. Yep. And I like that a little bit. It forces yep. me to pay attention to who's doing well in the pack. You know, what guys are standing out that can you know get those line breaks and maybe get us you know that five ten meters at a time and yep. just get us down the pitch. And I like you say in the in the end i guess it's, it's kind of a fun form of rugby yeah. to watch makes you pay attention you're to right. other aspects that you usually wouldn't yeah but you're right it's definitely not as as fast paced as uh yeah a nice clean day and yeah. i don't know wellington or something um so uh okay i mean let's just let's get to it yeah let's get to round three here um uh well i, I so i can do some a uh, couple of quick uh, notes from the previous week. Uh, let me do that first. Sorry. Uh, round the one. The Ireland Wales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, round, yeah. Round one with Ireland against Scotland. Um, this was in uh, Aviva in Dublin. Ireland didn't look great. They didn't. It was a fun wa- uh, match as an outsider, me sure. not being uh, in Ireland. Or, exactly. Right. And it was kind of neck and neck. And yeah. there were some times yeah. when <laughs> guys should have scored and they didn't. It was fun to watch. Dude, it, it, it was not, um, it, it, you know, you watch it and you're just, you're, you're thinking, okay, when are we going to break out? Like what's going to be, big here cj stander was fantastic I, th- I believe that's the match where he had a huge um held up a try um their defense uh was excellent on the goal line um but they looked they just looked like how ireland has over the past like year and a half there was no big change no big energy shift that that people had been clamoring for yeah that people thought you know okay maybe it was kind of joe schmidt his, his time is over andy farrell's coming in and it'll be a, a, a different take, a different, you know, something. Um, did Sexton perform well in that match? Yeah, he did. Did he? he did. Okay. This this last weekend was was it was. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it. But it was get bad. To it. It, it was it was insane. <laughs> um, and actually, a huge criticism uh, from from that first match with Scotland was uh, Connor Murray, my man, my favorite modern day player. 
was just, and I, I didn't realize this. I, I mean, I, I've, he's my favorite player, but I don't know everything about him, you know, it's, but he, he is a, is a, has been kind of, uh, generally recognized as a thinking man scrum half. Sure. So, uh, a lot of strategy, a lot of, um, uh, you know, making calls from the scrum half position as yeah. opposed to a facilitator. Sure. And there was a huge, huge criticism, especially from, from him after that first match of just hovering too much. Yeah. You know, the, the rock's been won, the offense, the back line is set up and just, He's you know, his jolly looking good time. and analyzing what, yeah, just slowing the game yeah. down when really, when you've seen Ireland at its best, um, in the past like three years, it's when they've gone quick. It's when they've yeah. used their backline speed. It's when even when when Connor Murray has been able to have been um, a threat as a runner. Sure. Um, so huge criticism from that. People were like, oh, here we go. Same old Ireland. You know, we only beat Scotland by seven points. Like tournament's not getting any easier. What's going to happen? Round two, they came out and they silenced a lot of critics. Everything that people were saying, they... Um, Oh, very well. yeah, they did. And the, the thing I loved about this in round in round two, they they Farrell didn't make any. Everyone was clamoring, like like take Connor Murray out, put uh, put Cooney in, um, bring the young guys in, get the old guard out. And I liked that Farrell didn't. I liked that he stayed with him. Uh, he he wanted to prove that he be, he believed in his selections, and they they played like a totally different team. They I did mean, against uh, to that point. A uh, whale side that had blown out Italy forty two to zero. I, I was, looked like maybe they're on track from last year's Grand Slam. I was more nervous coming into round two as an Ireland fan than I was round three. Oh yeah. Uh, it should have been flip flopped. Uh so but like yeah, um Murray was he was facilitating the ball. He was letting uh Johnny Sexton in the back line make calls. And uh, honestly, like I think in modern day rugby, that's what scrum halves have to do. Sure. I, I think it just works out better um when they are uh I don't know. I think I think I think their strategy comes into play in different areas. Maybe in terms of the scrum and pointing out things to referees, um, and, and uh, you know, still being feisty and stuff, but just like getting the ball out, just yeah. getting the ball out. Um, kicking obviously is a big big aspect of it too. And his his kicks in the first match, there were a lot of questionable box kicks as to why he was kicking, who he was kicking to, where they were going, how they turned out. Against Wales, it was a, is a, a lot more solid. So as a unit, they played excellently against Wales. Excellently? Is that a word? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was in, Sounds right to me. Yeah, it was in Dublin again, so that was good. Adaviva played very well. Awesome. Uh, you know, I came out of that thinking, oh, we're going to walk all over England. But that brings us into <laughs> the match. Uh, and before um, we find out that, you know... Um, Owen is Andy's daddy after this weekend. I, I did. I had no idea that Andy Farrell was Owen's dad. You didn't know that? Not before um, the match. The last. Well, the last episode. Okay. We were talking about you know Andy Farrell's the new head coach. He'd been the defensive yeah. you know, defensive coach. And then I looked into it. I'm like, holy crap, he's Owen's dad. I had no. It was so. I, I he looks like, like him except with a beard. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, yeah. And they have that same like Nottingham accent. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense. So anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, we can get into this this match from the weekend. It was a huge one. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Uh, if you're an England fan, you'll be proud. If you're an Ireland fan, you'll be embarrassed. And I mean, what what, what were your 
biggest takeaways from what happened uh, happened yesterday? Yeah, yeah. So um, um, Ireland versus England, like Lane says, the build up to it was big, and um, for England, um, it was big. This is pretty much a must win in order to have any chance of of taking the cup home this year. And um, uh, so there was a lot riding on it. Um, the first, um, the first half of the match, I think kind of put Ireland away. You know, we got a couple of quick tries. I'd say the first 20 minutes. It, absolutely. You know, um, I thought our attack was very good. Um, we had a couple of big line breaks early on yeah. and it seemed like Ireland just didn't really know what to do on, um, defense because I thought, I thought England was very smart. You could tell that their game plan on offense was to do a lot of chip kicks over the top yep. and put a lot of pressure on their 15 yes. to catch that ball. And there was a couple of mistakes that led to tries and that was just kind of the um that was just kind of the philosophy you could tell with the attack from England's side which I thought was really smart because Ireland did not respond yeah. uh, well to it yeah. and to Ireland's criticism I didn't think that they had exactly uh an attack uh, an offensive scheme put together for England you no. know that I could you, see you, guys, you know they just no. kind of fell apart in the free play and England, I don't know it didn't look like they were really cohesive your defense suffocated us we did our defense suffocated was extremely us. good and and that's what you know um, um coach Jones prides in Himself on is our yeah. defense. He always talks about um, time and time again how we create offense off of our defense. You know yeah. how we get those uh, turned over rocks and how we you know we, we just get um, penalties off of our defense. Um, but even with the suffocating defense, I just felt like you know that there wasn't a strategic plan to mm-hmm. get past our. You know even I thought uh, a good um, counter um, um, thing to do would be to do chips over the top. You know mm-hmm. with a um, an, uh, a defense that's coming up really hard on you. Usually that's a good thing to do for yeah. a defense defense that's really coming up on hard. You kick it over top yep. of them, you know, let somebody catch that ball and, uh, you know, off yep. exactly find a gap and you're off to the races. And I just didn't think that they did a lot of that. You know, they stayed pretty, pretty, um, traditional with their with their attack scheme you know when they were within their 20 30 meter they played kicked stupid. it away you yeah, know played, and it, we'd get the ball it seemed like we get a couple line breaks maybe get three points off of it maybe get a try and then when it came their turn you know it just seemed like like you say there was no offensive scheme and then no. they'd have to kick it away and just be the same thing we'd at least get you know 30 40 meters out and either kick the ball or score a try yeah. I, I think they got demoralized early on and then they started getting frustrated and then it turned to just – I think before they got frustrated, they played safe sure. because they were playing scared, sure. especially offensively. When, when they did get the ball, it was, it, was it, not, was, it was not creative. Yeah. It was not – there was no kind of um, – I mean, yeah, if you, if, you have a, if you have a defense – compared to Ireland, Ireland's defense, I remember watching um, several advances when they would pan out, and I was looking at them, I'm like, they're hesitating. Yes. Like the same problem that we have on defense in our D4 club in, in Ohio is the same thing they were doing. Like yeah. they were coming up and kind of hesitating and like half-assing into tackles. And I was like, what is going on? Like, well, guys, this is the game. Like, come on. Right. As opposed to England who, I mean, they were up and they were blowing people on their butts. Like yeah. it was. Our forwards inc- look like studs. We oh were my gosh, dude. And, and Tulagi, is it Tulagi, your big uh, center? Is that his name? Who is it? Uh, maybe that's not his name. The, uh, the oh, um, big Polynesian guy that's like your um, inside or outside center. Is it Tuolagi? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm totally idea. blanking out. Okay. I know exactly but, what you're talking yeah, about, but I'm totally blanking out. Big monster. Out. I mean, he was he was like He had a couple guys. good line breaks. It's like, yeah, and you can't. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, and defensively too, I'm thinking like you can't. He was coming up and playing excellent defense that you know, couldn't do anything. Yeah. So my, my initial takeaway was I watched the post-conference and it was like um, hilarious. 
It was with Farrell and Sexton. Yes. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I don't know. I, and, I, and at the same time, I'm thinking, what is, what's he supposed to say? Right. What's Andy Farrell supposed to say? You know, he was talking about analyzing. He was like, you know, what we'll to go back and look at the tape and analyze. He's not Scottish. I can't do his voice. But like, you know, talking about analyzing what went wrong and where to make improvements. I can tell you, James, I can tell you right now, real quick, what happened. Uh, you know, a sense of urgency and the deletion of two errors. Two errors. If two two errors didn't exist, it's a 12-10 ball game. Ireland. What are these two errors? The two errors are those kicks, the ch- those chippy kicks over yep. where Sexton tries to get all cute. And I shouldn't say it like that. I'm not trying to disrespect Johnny Sexton. <laughs> but I don't know what the heck that was. I'm so confused. I don't know what happened. But he had the ball in his hand once. He was trying to like, I don't know if he if he really didn't. He was trying to tip it back to his other hand. He tipped it again, and then he tipped it a third time. And after the third time, Ford I came in, just tapped Ford, it down. Ford came in, grabbed the ball from him. And meanwhile, this this all happened while Johnny Sexton was in 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 the goal zone. Did what exactly what Sexton should have done in the first place, just I mean, grab the ball and touched it down. Exactly. It I mean, I, I know I know that. I know that if I'm caught back there with the ball, I grab the ball and I put it down, or if I can't do anything else, yeah. I use my foot to kick it out the back. Right. Because both of those are better options than someone sneaking in and dotting it down. Sure. And the kick in the balls was that it happened again not 10 minutes Absolutely. later. Absolutely. Like and I say, was, the game plan stayed the same for us. I mean, yes. they should have seen it coming. Just those, kick, those I, kicks over the top. And, had and, it and I, think what, I think what they saw there, uh, you know, I, I have no idea maybe. But in my mind, I'm thinking what they saw there was they saw almost an overconfidence in Ireland. Could and, be. Uh, and overconfidence in, nah, I mean, we can just, uh, I don't know what Sexton was even planning on doing. Yeah. Was he going to grab it and kick it? I, he, it? It seemed so nonchalant and no sense of of, of kind of like what was actually, I don't know, what was going on. Like, dude, you are in huge danger here. You got to get rid of the ball or, or something or put it down. Yeah, dot it down. Um, that I think maybe they saw and they were like, okay, yeah. you're Like you're saying, let's, let's try this again. Right. We're in the same position. Let's just chip and kick over and maybe they'll hand us another one and they did <laughs> right you got stockdale who like kind of jogs back it was hilarious dude because who, who scored that one was it um i can't remember who, uh, elliot daly was it elliot daly your fullback i'm pretty sure it was daly so he, he screams so through there right yeah he even he's pushes he pushes stockdale out of the out of the way he's a man child and grabs that ball and dots it down it's right at the end of the back of the of the goal zone and was it Daly that scored that try? I don't. Know. I can't remember now. It's such a blur. All I know is I'm just thinking like, what is he? What is Stockdale doing? Sure. Why, why, why did we just make the same mistake? Right. More of the story is why is there one guy back there exactly. trying to catch a ball when we have three guys chasing it, it down? And, and why are they not are happening? And why are they not running for they their lives? Adjusted. Yeah. Why are they not running for their lives to get the ball? It was he was jogging back. Didn't even look to see where anyone else was. He just assumed he was going to get it. And so I think those assumptions really put them in a huge hole. Um, uh, like I, I don't know, I I don't know. Like, and then not even not even just that, the uncharacteristic kicking of Johnny Sexton. Oh man, that so, that mean, first had, time he went to kick it, man, he shanked that thing probably thirty meters think, away from the post. James, I think I could have come closer. <laughs> Me and you both, I, like, and not even, but it couldn't have gotten any worse. But let's take a let's take a step back here. They are professional athletes. But they also are human. Should we should we should we take that in consideration? Admittedly, yes, the reason sorry, you, you get to kick for your country side is you are the best of the best. You are literally one of the best kickers in the world. And the and balls on Johnny Sexton, we have we have talked about before in just this 
this one in the in the one episode. I, I I talked about two year or last year, whatever. I can't remember when it was. That's that match against Scotland. You know, they they the Ireland did something crazy like sixty straight phases, and they they weren't going anywhere. Full time had expired. Extra time was going on. End of the match. Um, needed to score to win. They kick it out to Sexton. He drop kicks it from dang near midfield, and he slices it, laces it right through. Yeah, and it's like wow. The, the 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 gumption it took to do that I, I just saw the opposite of that man this last weekend right um, and I think it just with him being the captain I think it filtered kind of to it just everyone sort of you had those those big blunders all right that led to um, England scoring two tries and then converting the kicks and then you had Sexton's penalty kick and you had his kick um his his conversion kick that just were the man, same thing he him pretty just bad. just pulled yeah I mean uh, like onto the ground to the yeah. left of the sticks. Yeah. And I think people, yeah, you're was, right. There wasn't even in the air. It was kind of like a line drive. Yeah, it was, you know? they were off. And it's just like, I think that just, I mean, I would see that he's my captain. He made a pretty big mistake by not getting that, that ball secure and right. led to a, a seven points for them. And it, you, you see that and you're just like, mm, okay, maybe it's not our day. Um, so yeah, just a bad day for, for Ireland as a whole, as a club. Um, I think I think if those two things don't happen, it's a much closer match. Um, I honestly think, dude, I honestly think with how Ireland is playing, this is my only criticism of England. I think they could have won by more. Yeah, absolutely. I think they could have scored a good like twenty more points. I mean, like they, they I, I, I can't. If you think about that, if you take those two mistakes from Ireland away. That's 14 points off the board. Well, you remember late in the match, May got the um, uh, grabbed the ball. Um, um, the ball came out the back of the uh, ruck, and he grabbed it. And the um, ref kind of just said, "Play on." You remember yeah. that? Yeah. I thought it was in, but but he he said, "Play on." Then he kicked it. He he did a kick downfield, and then got <laughs> tackled it right after. He, you know, not even right after he kicked it. I bet you there was like a three or four step process to where he got tackled after that. And I thought, man, that should have been a penalty there. Like yeah. you say, we could have came out with more points yeah, there. Absolutely could. So, man, it was a crazy match. Um, wow, wow. I mean, I, I could keep, obviously. I, I want to apologize for any bashing I did of, of Johnny. Uh, uh, and I love my team. I love Ireland. Like, they're amazing. But I, let me just say, it's way more toned now. It's toned down compared to what it was yesterday. I mean, I was screaming my head off. Jason was about to go, Lane, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> Which brings us into, you know, the way we watched the game was amazing. So, our, our good buddy Jason was kind enough to open his house to us. We had eggs and kegs, um, w- which was really beer and breakfast. We right. had Cam Cam Grand Slam uh, throwing down <laughs> eggs in the waffle iron. We had Kevin McKeegan bringing his his, his exotic tray. cheeses and and uh, horseradish and, and fine mustards. Um, we had uh, – did you try? Did you try that bacon-wrapped pineapple that Jason made? I ate like all of them. Okay, I had the other ten then. I had the other half because I I was just pounding. I'm like, those were Jason, amazing, man. Oh my gosh! So Jason throwing out just the, pineapple wrapped in bacon, oh, simple geez. but delicious. Never would have thought of that. I mean, my my mind was blown. So that simple that was delicious. beautiful. I didn't know that was Jason who made those. I think it was Jason who made those. Was it? I didn't Look know at that. Him, man, he's a little yeah, he's a little I'm you impressed. know a little gourmand. I'm impressed. And then you had um, you had uh, Raphael. He brought, busted out the cheese balls. I just want to know balls, how good. how does Raphael eat cheese balls like that, and and look like the look the, continue the physique he has. It's just it's a fascinating. He thing, doesn't isn't eat it? the rest of the day, and he goes out and works out. Okay, like that's twice because he works out like a monster. Okay, well, that's <laughs> while we all went home and took naps and watched the rest of Six Nations. It was awesome. We got and... to meet we got to meet Sid. Uh, you know, we got to hang out with Dex. 
Um, it, it was wonderful. It was a great time. We were in Jason's basement and just having, having the time of our Six lives. Six Nations so. watch parties are the funnest. Yeah, it was fantastic. It got me ready for for some camaraderie with uh, with the spring season. But yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's the um, here's the table so far. Uh, for I just I just um uh, put the points or got the points together for the Ooh, teams. Oh, I like it. For uh, Six Nations? Yes, sir. I like it. France There's a lot a, in the running right now. It is, man. And so uh, even even with I, – I went on and, and was was uh, moaning and complaining about Ireland. Even with that loss, they're still right in it. They are. Um, France needs to lose in order for a couple of teams to And we to still have to play France. Right. Um, so France has 13 points. They're at the top of the table, the ladder, whatever you want to call it. Um, England and Ireland are second and third, respectively, with nine points. Wales and Scotland are after them with six, and I don't even know. I don't. Does Italy have any points? I don't even know. I put who cares, which is disrespectful. Of Italy, <laughs> Italian, rugby. Italy has zero points. Zero points. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, really, I mean, almost anything can happen. I mean, if Italy beat Ireland, or you know, there's two more rounds to go. Yeah. Um, so. So England, I can speak for England fans. Yeah. So obviously we need to win out. We yep. need to get the bonus point when we play Italy last match. And Ooh. then we are actually counting on the Irish to beat, uh, to beat France. France. Yes. Yes. So, we, so uh, we wanna, actually, we want to lose me, then, don't we? Let me look here real quick. I think, doesn't Wales play France? No, they, they just played. What am I thinking yep, here? already played them. Uh, oh, we actually play Wales next, don't yeah. we? 1145 a.m. Yeah. Who does France play next? That is my question. I got I you, man. Round to. four. So round four is Ireland versus Italy, England mm. versus Wales, Scotland versus France. Not liking that matchup. Okay, and that is the uh, <laughs> that's the weekend of March seventh and eighth, and then our final round, round five: Wales and Scotland, Italy and England, France and Ireland. That is uh, the weekend of March fourteen and fifteen. So yeah, that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a rough weekend for me. I'm gonna be biting my nails. I'll be down to the quick, and I'll probably just be dry heaving. I don't know. Like I don't know what's gonna happen. I, <laughs> like I feel like they could beat uh, beat France, but after I, I don't know. You gotta be hopeful, right? Gotta yeah, hopeful. I, I gotta say something real quick. <laughs> yeah. So at the uh, at the watch party we were at, Lane cracks me up because um. So I'm the type of guy when it's a big game like this in England, Ireland. I'm actually serious that I'm kind of upset at the TV. Most of the time, I'm just focused in, and I'll be upset when. Oh, dude, you something. lock in. You oh, I lock in, in man. Yeah. I lock in. Everything else goes away, and I legitimately get upset if England <laughs> if England does you know some terrible play. But Lane, he's funny because he's a guy who, if you don't know him, he has a sarcastic personality about eighty percent <laughs> of the time. You know, he, he's a mature guy, so he can become serious when he needs to. But he's he's sarcastic a lot of time, like yeah. I am. But it's funny because you never really know when. And he's actually <laughs> being serious. And I remember, you know, like I say, I'd be standing out and be like, oh, come on, England. And then Lane would come out of nowhere like, oh, Ireland, like screaming his head <laughs> off. And it just cracked me up because I couldn't tell, man, whether you were being sarcastic and just trying to I get was, guys riled up or whether you were dead serious. But either way, for some reason, my reaction was I couldn't stop laughing. Dude, it was it was after great. The, uh, I, after yeah. um, England's yeah. first try when he kicked <laughs> over the top, man, you were screaming and throwing oh, I was, your hands. I oh, mean, my it, goodness. Every time, I lost it. I, the, those two scores, I was I felt to the the ground and just I was screaming in pain. Like I, and then I and then I just like I'll see you guys later. I'm gone. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's been real. It's been fun. Times. Like I, it's I usually end up watching rugby alone, either because the girls are sleeping or same. You know, I start with, I'm like, come on, yeah, let's same. go girls, let's watch some rugby. And it's like, everyone loses interest, but me. Right. And so it was, it was cool to watch it with my brothers and be able to just get animated. And I can't, <laughs> I can't remember the last time. I think the last time we watched something was like sevens, like two years ago. Who, me and you? I think as a club. Oh, as a club. It's been a minute, man. It has been a minute since we've watched live rugby. It has. I think I think Dave Cochran's house. Oh yeah. 
the summer social we like social. two years that's ago. That's right. So it that's was sad. It is sad, but it's nice that we did we did this. That is, and it's 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 good that in the future we'll, we're going to be doing it more again. It's just we and it was to nicely divided too. There was about three or four yes. guys pulling for um, the Irish. Yeah. There's about three or four guys pulling for uh, England. So that was kind of fun. Have a little friendly I rivalry. We, I think if we could have gotten Dex to cheer against his his homeland, something would have happened for Ireland. I was trying to get. I was trying to. I tr- I, I turned my jersey inside out. I was trying all the tricks. Yeah. I don't know. Nothing worked. Um, but yeah, it was an absolute blast. Uh, Jason, again, thank you. And thank you for, for all the guys from our yep. club who came out and, yep. and just, you know, it's thank you, Jason. For life's busy. Week. Yes. Life's busy and life's crazy. But, but when you make time for that, it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. It's definitely, it's something I'll never forget. Good so. time. Yeah. Uh, so there is one more thing about the six nations. There is some talk about, uh, potentially South Africa joining next year. Yeah. So we what talked do you about, think about this? Yeah. So we yeah. talked a little bit about this. You brought this up at the um, um, get together um, when we uh, obviously at the England Ireland match. And uh, I thought that would be phenomenal. I mean, yeah. not only would that um, um, step up, obviously the competition with South Africa being really good right now, um, but I just thought it would be a good addition in general. And um, I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, obviously that's 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 one you know other nation that has a top rugby side that you know you have to compete against. So at the end of the day, it yeah. makes all the sides you know it makes it harder to win the cup. But uh, I don't know. I'm all for it. Yeah, me too. I like the idea. Me too. I heard it on um, uh, the, Seven Nations. Does that have a ring to it? Yeah. I don't know. It's still you. I have to add one more six, in order seven. to get the name right. Eight Nations. Does that sound better? Uh, you could call it Nations. <laughs> That's a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> it's a stretch. Most people are like, what are you talking about, man? Like, come <laughs> yeah. on. But um, I heard it on, uh, I listened to an Irish rugby podcast by the Irish Independent, and they were they were talking about that and thought. Okay. The, the reason they brought it up is because Italy has just been so kind of, they're just kind of walked over. They are. Like no one even, no teams are like, oh, well, we got to go, go, you know, we're scared to go play Italy in Rome. It's like, oh, we get to go on the beach for a week. Right. And then also destroy Italy. Italy's so, had a tough go of it. And everyone else, at least at least even Scotland, you're scared of what can happen. You go to Murrayfield, oh, sure. it's the 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 weather's terrible. They Scotland has great young players like they're 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 a strong they're a strong club. Like you you never know what's going to happen with them. So Oh, and they're a blue blooded rugby too. They've had yeah, a little bit yeah. of a lump here in you know the last couple of years or so, but in general Scotland's a strong side. Right. So, so that's the thing with Italy is it's kind of like they're the only club, uh, you know, international side that's really like, well, you know. And so, if they added one more, and I don't know if they're talking about switching them out. That's what Italy. I was just about to ask. Did I read I, that wrong into where they would switch them? I, I didn't know, I, and I don't know if even if they are talking about that yet. It's okay. just, it's just like this idea. Hey, what if South Africa yeah, yeah. comes? And just an idea. It's yeah. cool to speculate though. Mm-hmm. Like I say, mm-hmm. I'm all for it just for the step up in competition. Sure do. You know, besides yeah. New Zealand being in there, you know, usually you can say and Australia. But Australia's yep. had their um, had their struggles here recently. Besides New Zealand, if you added South Africa, those yeah. would be you know the top plus top yeah. um, um, countries in the world playing each other. I mean, and besides apart, New Zealand, those are the best. Those yeah, best. yeah, and I know that they. I mean, tr- still are you know. But. Yeah, yeah, and I know they have the Tri Nations down there between South Africa, it's Australia, too and small. New I've never got into Tri Nations. I haven't either, and and it, it is kind of it's sort of like a mini Six Nations. I think yeah. Six Nations has more of a tradition behind it. It's been around longer, um, but but it would be kind of cool because. What you get in Six Nations, there's no um, Southern Hemisphere teams present, right? And that's a different. It's a, just a different style of rugby. Now you have a lot of like, uh, you have a lot of um, uh, native New Zealanders and Australian Australians and South Africans that are playing. They, that they qualify for some of these Six Nations clubs that are they're playing for these sides, but it would be interesting to have 
a, a, a true Southern Hemisphere team play and just see how that would just the I mean, contrast and playing styles. Yeah, yeah, and, and see what it would what it would do to the overall competition. Like I like how it that. Would mix things up. So, I like that. I like it too. And yeah. obviously, South Africa being reigning Rugby World Cup champs, that would be a cool addition. Like yeah, I say, obviously, be pretty cool. you know, yeah. as of right now, literally the best country in the world. I know. You know? I know. Dad, then would be fun. That'd be amazing. Everybody so we'll yeah, blood. we'll uh, we'll see about that. Um, all right, so that's Six Nations wrap up uh, for the first half. Anyway, we'll talk more about that next time, and we'll have a full review. It's going to be credit. We'll we'll have a winner next time we we uh, we podcast. Um, I know, I know. Isn't that cool? That will um, be cool. So Super Rugby, uh, the uh, 25th season is currently going on. Um, I've gotten to watch a little bit of my beautiful Auckland Blues. They're they're kind of uh, I think they're like in the middle of the pack, eighth overall. Um, I, I seem to watch them. It's, it's a loss, and then there's a win, and there's a loss, and there's a win. Um, flashes of, of really good things and putting stuff together, uh, but um, like overall, you know, not great. I, th- I think they're sitting at 500 right now. If Wait, I'm not, sorry, who are we talking about? Um, totally Super rugby. Out. Yeah, Auckland I know Blues. Super rugby. Who yeah. we talking? Oh, they got the Blues. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You're in the New Zealand Conference. Uh, yeah. You're third place out of five. You oh, have there you go. Nine points, uh, just one point above the Hurricanes. Okay, so Which I'm right, surprised the Hurricanes are struggling so much this year. Yeah, I think they lost a lot of players. Like we have, they did. Well, when we have Bowden Barrett now. We we That's right. got him from them, but he hasn't played yet. I don't, and I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he's injured or what. He just has not. I don't know if. Also, too, I'm sure it doesn't help that they're coming off a World Cup. Right. They're probably not rushing back to suit. They're probably still recovering or what. I don't. I think even Damian know, McKenzie man. plays for the Hurricanes, Dudney, and he's been he was oh, injured for yeah. a long time. I think okay. he's. I think I saw him in some highlights the other day. So I think he's just now getting back in. Okay. You know how it goes. It's rugby. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then um, uh, uh, Rico Iwani, he uh, has an injured Rico foot. Iwani. So we have some some really good players that haven't even played yet. Yeah. Uh, big time um, uh, highlight is. Uh, Tony Lamborn, who is the native New Zealander who but plays for the USA Eagles. Uh, he's been playing with them. This is his first uh, season with the Blues, and he is playing fantastic, dude. Uh, I think he got a first try or a, a try the first game, and he's just a monster. He's a beast. I love watching him play. Uh, we actually got to see him in um, when we went to New York when we That's watched right. the Eagles play Ireland. Lamborn was a part of that team, so it's he's. A- He's been an exciting uh, addition to USA Rugby, and he's he's a cool guy to watch. And it's cool he's going you know back home to New Zealand and playing at a high level. Yeah, uh, can bring some of that knowledge back and stuff. So it's exciting to see Eagles just in general start to get into these European uh, professional know. leagues. You know, there's AJ McGinty, Tony Lamborn. We're gonna talk about Lasique too. Lasique. Jason's gonna want us to talk yep. about Paul Lasique. Yep. So playing for the um, um, Harlequins. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, they're kind of in the middle of, middle of the pack. Um, I did just uh, watch a little bit of the match. Uh, their 24-21 win over the Bulls. I think it came down to a kick at the end. Uh, that was really cool to see. So playing down there in South Africa, it was kind of crummy weather too, uh, but they they performed performed pretty well. So that was that was cool to see. Um, how about the uh, Sunwolves? How are they doing? Yeah, so the Sunwolves. Uh, so it was funny because um, we played our um, first. Um, match around the same time as England played France. And the big joke was that the Sunwolves had more wins (laughs) in the new year than England did to start off because our first match, we, uh, we beat the rebels, uh, 36 to 27 and England lost to France. And, uh, or at least, you know, Jason sent me this meme that said that and it, (laughs) 
it low-key ticked me off by insane thing. <laughs> but um but other than that um um that Are first win we since that yeah we've been getting slaughtered no. yeah yeah lost ah. to the chiefs 43 17 the oh. we played the reds most recently and that was mm-hmm. really embarrassing to, uh to see we lost uh, 64 to 5 that was a bloodbath Jeez, uh, man. so yeah all in all um but this is the final uh this is the farewell tour this is the right? farewell I mean, tour yeah. yeah you know i don't know if my expectations were really you know up there to right. be honest right. with you there was yeah. some talk that our back line was improved there was some new guys coming yeah. in some south of south african um scrummy and um oh, a couple cool. other guys on inside and outside center that our back line would be much improved yeah. and that uh maybe we we go off of that and then we got that first win i thought okay you know maybe we'll at least get yeah. you know a decent year and yeah. go off on it you know a halfway good note but i don't know if that's gonna happen gonna or not. i don't know rough. if that's gonna happen or not Dude, so i i can't remember if we talked about this last time what's gonna happen with that club are they just gonna disband uh are i believe they, they're just gonna disband to, okay i wow. believe so and then um oh, somebody else go. is going um going out of uh, super rugby as well they're um, taking out another team really yeah i don't know who that is but interesting you know there's a big there's a tons of conversation going on it's in the, the southern Bulls. hemisphere dude uh like oh yeah where did i see this can't remember if it was on a, a thread. Is it really? I'm pretty sure. I can't remember if it's a. Th- it was a thread somewhere on Facebook or Instagram or what. I can't remember where it was, but anyway, there's a huge uh, issue they're having in. Well, I guess issue. It's issue for uh, rugby union or union rugby. Um, is rugby union? Yeah, don't say it backwards. It's a dummy podcast. Um, <laughs> that they're having in the southern hemisphere, especially Australia. Um, you know, South Africa is having it a little bit too and New Zealand to a certain extent, not nearly the same extent, but of just this huge shift, even more so recently to rugby league. Oh, that rugby league union. is gaining a lot of steam. It's getting a lot more attention from people watching. It's almost like what happened with football in America, probably. Sure. Um, it's, you know, it's faster paced. There's no rucks. Uh, it's just it a different. Is. I can see why you'd be drawn to it. To yeah, be yeah, I can you. too. I can. It's, it's it's it is fun to watch. Um, it's not as fun. I don't like it as much, but no, I, 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 I don't can like see it as much either. If someone says yes. I would prefer that over, you know, yeah. Union, I could see where you're coming from. Yeah, like I, you say, mainly from the faster pace, you know, sure. balls quicker out aspect of it. Yep, but. you're not you're not waiting around for you know scrums, and there's not a bunch of forwards running. It's different. It's it's almost kind of like a hybrid between sevens and fifteens, honestly. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of football in there because I think you have like downs. You have to get. You yes. Have to get, you have so many um, attempts to make it to yeah, the try yeah. zone. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to kick it away or whatever. But um, so it's it, it just very, very interesting that they're having that. Um, I, I, that there are teams that are kind of leaving um, Super Rugby and also uh, you know just this battle with with league or I guess losing influence to rugby league. But yeah. Anyway, we're we're doing our part for for rugby union here. Um. Okay. Uh. Top league rugby. Have you picked a team yet? I haven't. Um. No. No. I haven't. Too man. much going on, man. Too, six I'll, Nations and MLR have dominated my life. They James. have, and me too. I'll admit. Ever since I went on a rant about them last <laughs> podcast, I I think I've watched a couple highlights. That's been about it. Well, if you look up their um, yeah. highlights on uh, YouTube, mm-hmm. they do all their teams on like one big highlight reel. So they'll have okay. like a twenty minute, half hour highlight reel where they have like the first match was the first two teams, you know, cool. and then the second match, and it's just kind of all together, which is kind of cool in a way. Yeah. You can watch them all, you know, at the same time. Yeah. Uh, but admittedly, I have not been. Okay. Um, keeping up that's fine we'll we'll we'll, we'll table that too much mlr being. man oh my god i'm not i'm not kidding between six nations and mlr i mean i haven't i haven't watched much blues 
Uh, so Super Rugby hasn't been real big. No, me neither. Guinness Pro 14 with, with Connacht, I haven't watched as much, mostly because like a lot of those players are not. I mean, some of those, I have a couple players from Connacht that aren't playing right now because they're with Ireland. Yeah. So it just kind of, the competition is different. Now, I can't figure, okay. I, I, and I can't figure the Heineken Cup out. I, I, someone has to explain it to me. And they, they need to dumb it down to me because I don't understand. Maybe you can do that sometime. I don't totally understand how it works. But the crossover between Pro 14 and the Premiership, it, we don't even need to get into it now. But I can't figure it out. So I'm sticking to The European to, Cup? I don't even know. Is that what it? Yeah. Oh so, yeah, it's called that. For, sorry for sponsorship reasons. That's right, Heineken. Yeah. Oh European yeah. Sorry, Cup, we're yeah. getting we're not getting paid by Heineken. Don't worry about it, dude. But, that's um, when that that's when the two leagues play each other. Those are fun matches. I know. To I can't, watch, but I man. can't figure it out. Like it's too the much. The point between system. Any of it, just and be, how you get in and all that. I stuff. I don't even understand. Like when does it happen randomly? When do they? Is it just throughout the their both of their seasons that they cross over or or yes? Okay, okay. Yes. So I need to I need to get my head around by that. I can't I can't do too many things at once or I get discombobulated. You know. It's so anyway, we can kind of glance over the next next few um, leagues if that's cool with you. So we yeah, can yeah. make our yep, way yep, to MLR yep. because it's just it's really exciting what's going on. There's some treachery maybe. I don't know. We'll talk Big about treachery. it. Um, so Guinness Pro 14, again, they're about still about a third of the way through the season. Connacht, um, most recent win, they had a big win against the Cardiff Blues, 29-0. Uh, they're currently fourth with 30 points. They're 6-5 and five in uh, Pool Conference B, and it's just a weird time. You got Bundy Ecke, who's one of our best players, is playing for Ireland right now, so he's unavailable to play with Connacht. And so it's just kind of an interesting time where – um, younger players players are able to play, but um, you know their 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 conic season is still important. It's still going on. They got to continue on. So, um, and then you're you're deciding on a team, right? Is it is it Leinster or is it Edinburgh? What's going on here? You know that's a you're good question. Come down on one. Still deciding on a team. Okay. Uh, admittedly, next month you'll have one by next month. I'll have one by next okay. month. All right. All right. Cool. cool. And, and again, it goes back to MLR <laughs> Six Nations. <laughs> it's been dominating my kind of uh, watch. Yeah. Uh, time here recently, I so Bro, I apologize you. for the lack of no. knowledge on no it. No apology but. necessary. Um, Premiership rugby is also going on still. Um, you got uh, we're, we're James and I are both. Although James, there was some he was talking, he was whispering to to Jason over there in the corner uh, on Sunday, and uh, I don't know, was talking about the Quins, and so I don't the know. There, there might be there might be another another uh, division going on here between teams that we follow, but currently we both are still Saracens fans. I like the Harley Quins uh, a lot too. Uh, that's are what you, I'm are, saying. Are, I think no. I think that you are thinking about maybe jumping jumping ship or leaving the uh, I don't what know is if leaving I can, the Crusades, if it were. I don't know if I can do that. The Saracens are kind of hard to watch right now with all their players being yeah. in the Six Nations. They are getting absolutely obliterated. Yeah. Um, um, most recently, they they played the Quins and they got killed, uh, f- uh, forty-one to fourteen. But they did they did uh, edge out the Sale Sharks, thirty-six that. to twenty-two. AJ McGinty side. AJ McGinty, there you go. Kicks for them. Um, but they are at the bottom of the table, even though they have a seven and three record. They got that huge. You know, we talked about this last time. That huge um, <laughs> negative seventy-two points. Negative seventy-two <laughs> points. Um, and I, I had written here due to be relegated uh, because I wasn't sure how that works if you're at the bottom of the uh, the the ladder. But Jason uh, informed me he follows Premiership a little bit better than I do a lot better than I do but he was able to educate me a little bit he said that there's a playoff game between maybe the top relegated team and the bottom team in the premiership to see which one either stays in or comes out right and do we, we have both- to take play do we have to take place in that though 
because of the special circumstances that's with us getting relegated because of the situation when we were talking he said that i'm like oh dude well they're they're fine then he's like yeah they'll probably win that and Hmm. and stay in the premiership i don't know yeah so we'll see if you follow premiership and you're sitting here scratching your head going how do these guys not know this Send us an email and, uh, you know, point us in the right direction. We would love to start. Yeah. Some always love more information yep. about. Um, but that's, you know, this is uh, our perspective here and trying to figure it out. I don't know. So anyway, the salary cap scandal with with uh, Saracens has been going on. And still good to go for the European Cup, though, just to give you a heads okay, up. OK, so it doesn't it doesn't affect that. So we're still in the running for Sweet. that. So that's kind of cool. Where are um, they? Where are they in, in the European Cup? Uh, uh, that I competing. couldn't tell you. Okay. All right. Um, I know, fine. you know, they're eligible to compete. They are going to compete. Um, but further than that, I don't know. Okay. And I know the relegations don't affect it. So we're good on Sweet. that. All Just, right. uh, no chance of winning a premiership rugby. I wonder what's going to happen with a lot of those players. I was talking to Something's Jason gonna have about to happen. that. Like they're going to have to, some of them are going to, I mean, what do they have? Six or seven England national players. Ooh, I think eight. Eight. Yes. Okay. So arguably what? 10 really solid players. Okay, and so what happens with them? They Somebody's can't afford to keep them all. No, absolutely right? so, not. So that'll that'll dramatically change their, uh, I don't want to say empire, their their dynasty. I wonder right? if anybody's I mean, well enough off to say I'll take the pay cut, kind of like they we do that. In oh, like, like with NBA the Patriots. I mean, you got you got Tom Brady. NFL, he's gotten paid. A lot the of guys, yeah, yeah, are well enough off. They'll say, you know what, I do I enough off my endorsements. I'll take pay that's cuts. What I'm just, that's what I'm thinking, James. I don't know how like someone like Owen Farrell, how he doesn't make enough from Adidas or Nike or whatever he's wearing that it can't be like. I wonder you know, if the endorsement deals are as big in, in rugby, rugby as they, might, they are they in be. American sports. I. I I see Connor Murray Sadly with Adidas enough, all the time. I yeah. Because that's the other thing, too. We're not seeing them in ads, but we're not over there. Sure. You know, you're over in Ireland and, and France and Italy and stuff. You're going to see those. And rugby is a bigger sport there. Yeah. Yeah. So, whatever. Articles. Yeah. That's a good question, though. I don't know how much would they really make. Um, yeah. The uh, uh, World Rugby 7 circuit is something we talked about covering a little bit. So, actually, this weekend, um, um, February 29th and then into March 1st is the uh, Los Angeles LA sevens. Jason's going all over that. Yeah, the American hosted um, uh, rugby world cups or not rugby world cup world rugby circuit sevens tournament. It's really good tournament. If you guys like sevens, well, it's, definitely it's, it's it traditionally been held in Las Vegas. Where's that this year? It's made a move to Los Angeles. I have no uh, idea. I haven't looked into why this has happened. Uh, we can talk about that. it more next month. And I asked Jason, I said, dude, what happened? Because Jason was was talking about, um, you know, he wanted to go eventually to Vegas and go watch the Sevens. I remember tournament. TC went to a lot, the Las yeah, Vegas Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone who's ever been said it's an awesome time. It's yeah. great. You're right there great. in Vegas. Yep. Great awesome experience. rugby. The atmosphere is crazy. I haven't heard anyone ever say anything bad about it. So they must have... LA must have put out a ton of money to get it, you know, have them switch to Los Angeles. So, um, very, very interesting. Um, yeah, of course in world rugby, all this other stuff is going on. You got the, the men's and women's U twenties, uh, six nations. Um, we skimmed over it, man. Paul Asike, USA rugby. Gotta, gotta mention him for Jason playing for the Quins. I think he got like a man of the match. Three, That's what Jason three was telling me. I know he played um, I, well three matches ago. Oh, okay, I know okay. I was watching highlights of the Harley Quins. Um, uh, like he says, about two or three matches ago. And on the highlight reel, he scored two or three tries. Yeah, and I remember thinking, all right, man. I thought I remember yeah. thinking that was awesome. So that's cool. I didn't know he got man of the match. Yeah, I, I um, didn't either. I didn't even know he's who a guy he was. that's just an absolute bulldozer. Yeah. Came from the NFL, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. you know, he used to be in the NFL. Yep. And uh just just an absolute I, I beast did a, of a man as far yeah. as running the ball goes. I did a little bit of research on him. He's uh, he's New Zealand born. 
Um, he's uh, living in Utah. Uh, actually, he's a Mormon. He's a Mormon guy. Uh, really? Religion. And um, went to, uh, oh gosh, did he go to BYU? I think he went to BYU. Probably. That's a yep. big, you know, yep. Mormon big school. Mormon school. And it's in, in Utah. And so. What'd you say? I wonder how many wives he has. What if he's traditional or yeah. <laughs> modern? I don't know. Um, so he, uh, um, kind of leading into MLR, which is where we're going next. We're getting into the restart, domestic rugby, major league rugby. Um, Jason's just, he's, he's and, and anyone who's a fan of Paul Lasique is drooling for him to be done with his season and the mm-hmm. premiership and come back to the MLR with the Utah Warriors. Utah Warriors, is that right? Yes. Yes, okay. Um, so let's get into that. Let's talk MLR James and I have been talking about how our lives have been, our rugby lives have been dominated by Six Nations and our international, our favorite international teams. Um, and then, uh, you know, what's going on with Major League Rugby? It's, it's amazing. I don't know. I, um, I, I was big into season one. I kind of fell off, off the, off the boat, off the wagon last year, whatever. And I have embraced this season so far and I have fallen in love. And I've fallen in love with a different team. Okay. I just, I got to come out and say it. So, you know, last, uh, last month you heard us talk about how, how, how it's so funny. We're both Saracen fans, James and I, and we're also both Seattle Seawolves fans. And yeah, we were gelled together for one quick moment of our lives. We were both Seattle Seawolves fans and I no longer Am. It, it's it's official. A jersey has been purchased. A jersey's been purchased. It's I'm been holding worn a. Isn't that beautiful though? It's nice. Wait, did you give away who your team is yet? You haven't even said, haven't it, said it yet. A thing. I okay, said I was a about to say I'm holding you, a sticker. Since it's like et tu brute, and you know this is you know I'm betraying you as a friend. Why don't you just go ahead and, and you tell them? I don't know if you I can't can say even it. get out of your mouth. <laughs> I am now a legionnaire. Like I San am Diego Legion. San Diego Legion. Hundred percent. I'm the logo is cool. Like in, the color scheme. It's beautiful. You have no new. And I, yeah, and I'm going to, I'm going to talk about it a little bit as to why I made the, the change. Uh, it has nothing to do with the jerseys. Okay. Surprisingly, although they are beautiful and oh, I think what? they're the best nothing kit. Nothing to do with the kit. I think nothing. they're the best kit in MLR. Come on. You're a big kid. There's a little bit. There's a little bit has to do with the kit, but not, I, I came to not a one of the major factors. It was, it was really kind of, it was hard, dude. I was having this internal conflict. I was watching that opening match, which is a rematch from last year's final of the Seawolves and the Legion. And I found myself cheering for the Legion, dude, on the inside. On yeah. the outside, I'm like, come on, what are you guys doing? Like, let's go, fellas, let's go. And on the inside, I was going, man, wow, they look good. Yeah. I love that. And they were playing in San Diego at Torero Stadium. Sarah and I, my wife, met and fell in love in San Diego. We got engaged in San Diego. That's where I proposed. Really? Yes. I didn't know so that. So San Diego's a very special city. And I was like, wait a minute. All these other cities, I have no connection to Seattle. Like, why am I not S- San Diego? I have a connection to that city. Like, yeah. We took a road trip out there. Remember after Uncle Slam Sevens? A I do years remember ago, that. You took straight off. Drove. We went, drove. went out, brought a brand new car, and the first miles we put on it were uh, going doing our Sevens tournament in Lancaster, yep. and then going out west to to San Diego to spend I some time that. there. So, yeah. So that was part of it. Another big part of it. I'll just get into it now. You know what? What is happening with? Ma'ananu with um, uh, Bassaroud. I always mess his name up. The 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 former French um, international player. 
for he was Ro- captain for, for quite a few years yeah, for their uh, right, national side for Rooney, and then Rennie Ranger, and then now Tende. Uh, I always mess up his last name. He's the beast, Mutuarira. Like they, these, and, and he's fresh off of a rugby World Cup, right? With South Africa, um, with these guys coming and playing in MLR, I think we're gonna look at this as like a a turning point. Like MLR has been, it's been amazing so far. But maybe so, maybe not a turning point. Maybe um, another ascension. Okay, the yeah. fact that this league is around and has done so well for the first two years is amazing. This is just a huge bump up because what's happening is these guys with, and then there's even other dudes that we don't know about that are that have international experience that are fantastic. Like a, oh gosh, the Legions. Um, uh, is it uh, their fly half or their twelve playing right next to Nanu? Is, or their thirteen? Sorry, is is a, a, a native Kiwi? Um, has oh man played um played super rugby i mean so like high level rugby these guys are coming over and what they're doing yeah. is they're they're playing alongside um you know american national players and elevating the play and only improving um american rugby as a whole and so i'm looking oh, at this sure. and i'm going like i was watching none and i'm like dude he's not even touching the dang ball and he's influencing this entire game oh yeah just his presence and being out there is like it's changing the game. I watched a little bit of DC Glory's game against the Sea Wolves as well, and and the Beast Tendai was doing the same thing. He you, was you a had, beast. You had two or three guys on him just because of who he was, right? And and they were also the crazy thing is they were also um, playing selflessly, but also when it was their time to play, when, when it was their time to have the ball and run or do something with it, they um, yeah. And, and I know that it's not the same level that they would be playing at in other parts of the world but they they weren't a disappointment right they were coming through so it's not like oh we've got these washed up players they used to be big time but they're washed up now you got nanu at 37 d- making steps on guys that are having them fall over yeah um you got the beast running through guys and he's arguably i mean he he's i don't i don't think he's done with south africa i think he's just doing this because he's seeing a trend he's seeing guy and he wants to come make an impact on on um a professional league in its infancy so that that was huge for me i saw that in that match and i witnessed it and something happened in my heart and i was like i don't know am i buying a nanu jersey is that what's going on is it is it upstairs did I wear it the first day it came in the mail? Yes, James. <laughs> it, it happened. Okay, you it sent happened. me a picture. It's a beautiful jersey. It's beautiful. I like. I'm just still getting over that feeling oh, no, of betrayal. I know, dude. You know, I, know. I love hurts, you. I respect too, your decisions. Man. I always will. You know what? Just disappointed, man. But you know what you've been talking about, though, man, is you've been talking about maybe an East Coast team. You know, I have. You know, as much as I like to turn you out is to, be the the traitor, to be is this yeah, the great yeah. divide. Is this the great divide? Yeah, yeah. What's so going on? You have to be the traitor. You know, when we first we talked about this a little bit last podcast, when we first uh, chose our team, there was no Eastern Conference. You know, there was no yeah. East Coast teams at all. Yep. And so uh, we kind of, you know, picked the Sea Wolves, stuck with them. And uh, kind of rode them out. And then from there, you know, they turned out to be, you know, two-time uh, reigning champions. And that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, this year, a little different, starting out 0-2. Um, not looking the greatest. We just haven't been gelling so far this yeah. season. But uh, but I've been looking at, like you say, uh, back to what you were saying, I've been looking at some of the East Coast teams. I couldn't get in Which with one? Rooney was the first yeah. uh, was the first Eastern, yep. you know, Coast team to get in. And for some reason, I just... Steve Landis has some ties to that team, man. I know. I just can't get in with them for some reason. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I, I get you. I get you. It's Their cool. owner... 
um, I don't know his name, but he kind of reminds me of like. Does he rub you the wrong way? It, it, well, he reminds me of like almost of like Trump, man. So there's like oh, there's a certain aspect that you kind of love about the guy because you can tell like he's self-made and he's he's got a brilliant mind. Yeah. And there's other aspect, other aspect of him. He's like kind of arrogant and yeah, like. Yeah. Kind I remember, of a do you remember me telling you when uh, Rooney first came into MLR, and this was probably more for show, yeah. but he was on this. Um, he was on this. Uh, he was doing this interview in um, New York, and I remember him telling the guy that his Rooney side could come into MLR and be a MLR all-star team. Pick the best 15 yeah, players from you, all-star. Oh my gosh, I remember or, you saying you know, 15 yeah. players from um, MLR and they could beat them. And I was thinking, man, this wow. guy, and he said a couple other things, you know, he's pretty much saying we can beat any team. Yeah. And maybe that was just hype coming in the league. He was trying Off to hype things. Stuff. You know what I'm yep. saying? Try, you know, it, maybe he's, he's a brilliant, you know, at marketing. I don't know yeah. what it is, but, yeah. but I don't know. For some reason, I just couldn't get with them. So, Back to DC. I was looking at DC. Atlanta's got oh, their team. Yeah, the Rattlers. Uh, who else am I missing? Um, you have New uh, York, free DC, Jacks. Atlanta, the Free Jacks. Yep. You know, I'm kind of looking at some of those sides to see if maybe yeah. there's something where you know I can go yep. East Coast. Yep. Because um, definitely want to do that here soon. But I kind I don't know. There's one part of me that kind of wants to change. And there's another part of me. Me and Jason talked about this uh, on um, Sunday. I kind of want to wait for it to see if Ohio gets a team. Well, and see, that's my thing. Now I'm going to – I'll never be able to switch again. So I'll have to – I'll, I'll be one of those annoying guys that has two oh, teams. Oh, if Ohio gets a team, you're going to have to switch. I, I will. I will. Okay. But I'll, I'll be one of those annoying – well, I'll still have Sandy. I'll still have – I Dude, mean, how I, sweet would it be if it was the Ohio Aviators and they just put them back in MLR? Oh my gosh, so that would be amazing. Dude, actually, when they okay, so this is going back to pro rugby talk, all right? You know, yeah, so yeah. so when they, when pro rugby was around, there was a team in Obets, Ohio. I'll say that for another another episode, but I could go into whole thing. It was I could not believe when they when they announced that I was just like Obets, Ohio, and I had actually worked at a school in Obets, so I knew where Obets was. Most people in even in the Central Ohio area don't know where Obets is. I didn't. They know the raceway is is there, but that's the only affiliation that that's the only reason people knew it. Right. Um. Yeah. So the Ohio Aviators, but I remember, dude, they actually had um of they let us vote uh on Facebook or something for the name of the team, and the Aviators was the one I liked the least. The one I liked the best was because it goes in with alcohol. It's perfect. Someone's uh, someone's suggestion was the Ohio flight, and I was like, "That's awesome! You can have a flight of beers, but it also, you know, appeals to our history in aviation as pioneers and aviators. Plus, it's like not really a thing; it's a concept. This is really interesting. I never knew that yeah. they let you vote on Facebook. I, I think a lot of I want to maybe it was just Ohio, but the clubs were kind of saying. And the way you portray, it, I definitely would have went with the Ohio oh, dude, flight. Now you say something about it, like you better. say the different uh, different the a- angles you can you spin can, it. You can't cheer a- aviators. I mean, you sound like a nerd if you're like cheering. <laughs> I don't even know how to. Like, there's no good way to cheer like the Ohio flight. That's one syllable. It's catchy. It's good. So, yeah, we do need. That was what we were talking about too. We do need an Ohio team. Um, I'm not sure. I honestly thought that maybe Scioto Valley was gonna like make it like either transform into MLR team or or become one uh or like supply players for one I, I, before I'm everybody went yeah, away bef- and, yeah before yeah. before guys uh, you know a, a large number of uh, not a large i don't know how many of their guys left but i think it was know, eight or nine yeah you've got like i mean there were guys that all I went to mlr at that practice we were at they they're playing mlr now yeah um so it's just kind of interesting i wonder um you know if they kind of missed their window for a hot minute in in Columbus or or what what could happen, but it would be it would be awesome. I think you'd probably have to have it in Columbus because there is. I mean, there's a great community. Actually, the Cleveland Crusaders, 
They're a Division One team that has really good marketing. They've got a history. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I wonder. I wonder where it would be. It, it'd be one of the three big cities. You got Cleveland, Cleveland. You've got Columbus or Cincinnati. Right. I tend to think it'd probably be Columbus because it's the capital and there's a huge. I mean, Ohio the fortress State. is amazing. It's oh, a the rugby fortress. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, and it was built uh, for the Aviators. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's rugby, uh, rugby specific. Right, yeah, right. Really nice. Um, so yeah, so that's you got your venue there. You, venue there. Um, you already have a pretty strong following in the Columbus area. Yeah. A lot of local. Um, Ohio State s- rugby is huge. There's like, uh, yes. like six or seven different sides. Yeah. Powerhouse. Yeah. A so. lot of club club rugby in yeah, the area. Man. In fact, one of the teams we play, uh, the Marysville mm-hmm. Rhinos, their jerseys look just like the Aviators jerseys. Yes, they do. And they claim they didn't do that on purpose. Rhinos, but I'm saying, come, come on, on, man. Come clean, yeah, yeah, you rhinos. Yeah, it looks exactly like that. Like, come on, yeah. man. They're, they, yeah, they, they definitely have the same color scheme going on. <laughs> On. They uh, look amazing. Talk though. to those boys, man. I like yeah. the Aviators jerseys. I, yeah, I did too. Actually, I actually own a couple of the practice jerseys. You do, don't you? I do. I've seen you wear them. I'm a gear guy. What can I say? Um, yeah. So anyway, so yes. Yeah, so you're waiting for the shift until an Ohio team. Possibly. I might. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Loyal. I'm enjoying. You know, at the least, it's nice to have that kind of Eastern Conference, Western Conference yes. setup. You know, you get the best, of the best. The Eastern Conference can play the Western. Conference. I, I like that setup. Yep, so I'm enjoying. You know, at the least, even if one of my favorite teams isn't in the East, and I stick with the Seawolves, I'm enjoying more teams joining, more teams being from the East side of the United States, yep. simply for selfish reasons because we're you know East Coast. Oh yeah, sure. Um, or East side of the United States, anyways, Midwest, and uh, it's nice it's a good experience totally i agree man um i i talked about this with ray and and jason a little bit too but um we haven't had a chance to talk about this specifically but the in my mind some of the the standouts from this season three the venues are looking nice yes um they're not playing in these uh like the eagles for a while even we're playing in like baseball stadiums like uh, an MLR Diamond. team did that last I just, year. I don't Who like it. I don't like that. I don't, I'm just going to say it. I don't, I don't think like it. Was it. Nola. I'd rather you play in an MLS stadium or a high school football field than playing in a minor league baseball. It just it, it, there's just something not right about it. Is no, there? I'm like it, it doesn't it doesn't scream uh, like invested. Yeah, it doesn't scream. Yeah, we're back in this club up. So you're so you're seeing venues that are either on college campuses that are built for rugby that college um, rugby clubs also play on, or places that are um, like Torero Stadium in San Diego. It's just I think it's a soccer originally built for soccer, but rugby fits there as well. And the stands are beautiful, and you've got palm trees everywhere, and that's because of San Diego. But you know, all these different um, pitches are starting to look. They don't look empty is what I'm trying to say. Right. They look appropriate, appropriately sized. They're beautiful. And um, they're, starting, they're starting to be all kinds of, uh, of excellent like marketing and logos up and tents. And yeah. it's just looking more and more and more solid. The play is very exciting. I feel like the scores are just right for what, what you want. You want uh, people to be drawn in who've never seen rugby. So yes. there's, there's a lot of scoring, but it's also really close matches. It's not like there's one team dominating everybody else. And there's also not a lot of boring matches going on. Every right. match I've watched, I've been like, this is, this is great. And um, it looks good on TV. Uh, I think like a bright future. It's just awesome to see. Even even some of the announcing has been has been I mean all the anytime Brian Hightower's uh, providing the um, it's the opposite of color the like the technical stuff I love him former USA Eagle it's cool to hear American voices yeah I, I, that sounds stupid because what is an American voice but you know what I mean like like people who sound like they grew up um, in Ohio or something calling games because well, I'm so used it. to you know. Uh, 
beautiful accents from all over the world, but it's yes. just, it's kind of cool. It makes it feel more like, okay, this is really happening. Like this is, you know, people from California, people from, you know, New Orleans, like some American accents, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and they understand the, what Americans um, um, compare to the game to a lot better than someone who would be from overseas, sure. you know, from England or Scotland Island. Yeah. I like the American guys because they understand, you know, Americans compare a lot of rugby stuff to football. And so they'll yeah. kind of work that in. They and do. then, you know, they'll yep. put a lot of stuff they in also, layman terms yes. for, for new. They understand that the uh, fan base is very new in the States in general. And I think they do a good job of bringing everything to a really low yep. down to earth level so people can understand understand the the game they, they know what what people will need explained to them exactly yeah what's yeah. different you yep. know absolutely man. um so yeah it's good but yeah to, to run off what you're saying just really quick yeah. is, no, is, is, dude, is take as much time yeah as it's want. just it pretty much just wrapping up what you said like you say all in all i'm just loving that there's a bright future for that for the mlr yes. because everything's kind of coming together and you're right as much as i hate to say it it's actually, in my opinion, it's good to see Wolves are uh, struggling a little bit this yep. year. I kind of like to see some other teams compete for the top, yes. you know. Yes. Um, it's kind of good to, you know, to get a new reigning champ in there. San Diego's at the top, I believe, points-wise. Wow, don't I sound like a bandwagon? Uh, pretty, I, I know. This is a terrible Jeez. time for you to hop out of the bandwagon because you're at the I top. I honestly think I would have. Three now, most points. I know, okay. Yeah. Yep, yep, 15. Uh, keep my mouth shut. Oh, Toronto's in second place. See, and I forget that the they're arrows. Even, wow, I forget that they're Which even. Which is who I thought you would have deserted to, if anybody, because you're a big yeah, Canada like rugby. Canada. That's yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, but not to get sidetracked, but just yeah. like you say, just kind of wrapping everything up. Um, you're exactly right. The venues are great. You can tell people are making it out to matches, supporting yes. their their sides. Um, I'm loving the expansion. There's just a lot more to cheer for. Like you say, I think. I think that um, one of the things that's more important than people realize is just matches being close. Then the thing I've loved about the um, championship game the last two years with the Sea Wolves and whoever they've played, they've been really close matches. Yes. Last year it came down to that driving mall for the try it's to crazy, win it, man. and the year before the that I think it came down to a too, kick. I think it came down to a kick. I believe. I could be wrong, did but I know. Did we watch that final together? I think yeah, we, we did. did. We did. And I can't remember off the top of my head what exactly happened, but I remember both of them being really close and yeah. they were just exciting to watch. And in my opinion, that's very important for the average fan is like you say, oh, yeah. to get to get away yeah. from those blowout games and just get a lot of close matches, make the um, uh, semifinals, the quarterfinals, you know, up to that championship match, yeah, you absolutely. know, close. And I think that's kind of kind of low key, very important. Yes. And so, and so like you say, so far we've had a lot of that, you know, there, there's been some blowouts, but for the most part you know people have been competitive yep. and uh yeah it's been good and i think expansion helps with that too if you have more teams playing you're gonna have there's a higher probability you're gonna have more close games the competition is gonna be spread out a little bit more you've also had a lot of like like guys that um i had associated with other teams uh and especially in year one I, i'm watching now and i'm like oh crap they're on a different team yeah you've had a lot of guys um sign with different clubs and so yeah. that's also helping break up pockets of players that may have been a little overly dominant and spreading the talent out more. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Very well yeah, said is yeah. there's no all-star team. That was another thing I was going to get yeah, to is there's yeah. no, you know, there's no Rooney. The Saracens <laughs> are kind of bad. You know, the Saracens of premiership are kind of bad for a league when you have just one stack team that yeah, you know I mean, is going to be there every year. It kind of makes it unexciting. You know, it can be like, you know, the Patriots of the NFL, yeah, yeah. they can have a big fan base, which might be good in ways. But I think in general, I think that's kind of bad for a league yes. to have a super stack team that you just know is going to be in it every year. It's predictable. And like it's you, boring. It's predictable. Yeah. Very, yeah. That's a good way to put it. It's boring. You know, another thing that I thought, um, um, 
um, that I thought was going to be important. And I thought the MLR has done an extremely well, uh, extremely good job of, if yeah. that's a good way to say it, yeah, yeah, yeah. is um, getting the new teams that are coming into the league prepared to play and be competitive. I was a little yeah. bit worried that we would get, you know, these three or four new sides in and, and that they wouldn't compete very right. well. But I'm looking here, you know, at the standings right now and uh, Rugby yeah, ATL yeah. yeah, is ranked fourth so far in the standings. Nice. Then you have Old Glory at sixth and then you have the Free Jacks at seventh out of, remind you, 12 sides. And so that's Holy pretty crap. good. You know, they're right that's there in awesome. the mix. You know, Rugby um, ATL, you know, I know you, I've heard you say they have just a big rugby following in general. Atlanta and, is huge. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they've had a big following. And so I think that's one thing that's also good is when you get these new sides into yep. MLR yep. To, to have them ready to go and perform well. And I think that's one thing they do. I've noticed a lot of teams, they'll do um, they'll do relegation games where they'll, or not relegation games, but they'll do um, matches where they'll play like Life University and some yeah. big blue bloods of rugby to get them prepared to play in MLL yep. or some, you know, um, matches that don't count. I, I, I'm drawing a blank on what you'd call it, but matches don't count in league play, but they just kind the of friendlies. play each other. Friendlies. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Friendlies. And uh, yeah, I just kudos to MLR for that. Like I say, yes. that's another thing that I can think of just off the top of my head. That's huge. The, um, well, and here, I, I, part of the reason that uh, rugby is so big in the Atlanta area is Life University is right there. Oh yeah, that's it's right. I forgot it's, they're it's from a, Georgia. Yeah. I think a small that, town outside of Atlanta. I'm pretty sure. Something like that. Yeah. And I think actually that um, rugby Atlanta, dude, I saw, oh man, I saw a hoodie. Um, because abbreviated, it's R-A-T-L, and I think they're calling themselves the Rattlers, like rattlesnakes. Oh, are they? Because it spells out rattle. Okay. Isn't that sick? That's cool. Um, yeah, I was, I, I was like, that is so clever. Like, the, the marketing and the... Uh, it's, it's good. It's really, really good. And that's it's, it's being done well. Versus pro rugby was really great rugby, and the marketing was crap. This is really good rugby, and the marketing is genius. Like, it's it's so well thought out it's just it's good it's good but um i think they're even playing some matches at life i think that might be their home oh, is that where they're pitch, playing i think i can't remember. i haven't been paying much too much attention yeah. to atl to be honest yeah. with you but yeah. um it's cool <sighs> like so i say to man. see them up there and competing year one yep. uh the record so far is two and one so i think they can build off of that and it's good yeah it's very exciting it hurts me to see the zero and three with the sea wolves at the bottom I said 0 and 2 earlier, but I meant to say 0 and 3. Jumped we just lost to, I'm pretty sure, Toronto. Jumped yeah. to DC Glory. I wouldn't judge you. <laughs> you liking DC a little bit? Dude, with Tendai there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I watched that Fun match. Fun to watch. They're good. They're really, they, uh, it seems like they have a really cool, passionate following, too. That's the other thing about all, all these clubs, do. I think, like, whatever, whatever clubs, um, uh, rugby fans and players were involved in before they're supporting those, but they're also support like they're embracing MLR, which is yes. big too. And I felt that with pro rugby, I felt like it was really embraced. Whereas previous professional leagues that were kind of started always, they either were always hyped and then never happened or they happened and they failed. And there wasn't an, 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 an uh, um, kind of like an ownership that was taking with, with the rugby community. And I feel like, Rugby fans are bringing other people out to matches. They're seeing what's going on. They're falling in love with it. And it's, yeah, it's fantastic, dude. It's great. <laughs> um, one more thing before we get away from MLR. Uh, yeah. Something that broke like right after we <laughs> recorded well, yeah, last month was the Austin Heard. Um, uh, was, I mean, so like. Um, they switched their name. Yes. Everything had been like photos have been taken. Jerseys have been made. New ownership comes in. And they rebranded and renamed the Austin Herd to the Austin uh, Gilgronies. 
or is it jabronis? I'm not really sure. I think it's, it's a Gilbronis. terrible name either way. Can we be agreed on that? I, dude, listen to this. This is crazy. Do you know what they're named after? I looked it up because I was like, what is this? This is like a Well, Texas go ahead and tell because term? you told me this. I, I didn't know this okay. before you told me this. A Texas-sized cocktail, in quotation marks, that will debut at the season's start. <laughs> what? Like what? I have never, I've never heard a crazier. I was just like, my initial thought was, okay, this is odd. Better be one good cocktail, man. It, it better be a heck of a cocktail. So you're changing a solid team name and brand, which I thought Austin Heard had one of the coolest like logos and uh, names. I thought it was very original, good colors. Like it's not your traditional what they turned it into. Austin Elite, burnt orange and and uh, yeah, but they were calling themselves the Herd. Oh, Did you know that? They kind of changed. I think it was this season they were going to change from Austin Elite, which, yes, is what they were, to the Austin Herd. Yeah. I like the Elite the best out of the three names. I know. I like it. Cool too. Know. Yeah, it's cool, it too. It is what it is. But, um, so, you know, what? Very. I don't know. I thought it was a great brand already. I'm not sure why they messed with it. And then changing it to a cocktail of all things that, that one, a cocktail, that, two, no one had ever consumed So, so who's so the far. new ownership? Do you know right, right off the top of your head? I have no idea. Hmm. Probably an alcohol company, I'm thinking. Um, so <laughs> my question be. is, what's next, James? Is it going to be the Rooney, New York, Long Island iced teas? Are we changing them? Is <laughs> Are we going to change from the Legion to the San Diego Sex on a Beach? Are we moving to the Seattle Martinis? Are rugby's shaken, not stirred? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just Clever. see a transition happening, and I hope it doesn't happen. Uh, despite the name, the jerseys also look kind of cool still. I mean, they're they're, I, they're not the best, but... And people are, are, you know, cheering for the AGs. So they're um, making it work somehow. I don't know. But, yeah, thought that was kind of bizarre. Uh, let's move into, if, if uh, you're, you're good to move on. I'm good to move, move on, okay. man. Yep. All right, brother. Let's move into songs and socials, which is just our own personal club, Men of Stone news, and any kind of Midwest D4 news going on. So we do have a spring schedule for the Lancaster uh, Men of Stone. It's very exciting. We're, we're, we're scaling it down this spring. I think we talked about it last time that we've, we did. We've kind of um, sometimes tried to do too much in the spring, which is, is not a problem either. No. But we are um, currently trying to uh, up our numbers a little bit, uh, get more guys involved, learning the game of rugby. So we thought uh, less would be more. Um, we're playing April 18th with the Columbus Kodiaks. Uh, then we're gonna we got about a month uh, to practice and 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 do our thing before we have any more matches. Then we're playing our our brothers in Marysville, the Marysville Rhinos, uh, May sixteenth. That's gonna be in Lancaster. Um, and then we have a team coming down from Kalamazoo on the twenty uh, third. So we'll have three straight weekends in May. Uh, May twenty third, we're playing the Kalamazoo team. Out of the blue, I think they had actually. I think they actually know Marysville, okay, or they know Do someone they? that we that we know really well, and they they shot me a DM out of nowhere on Instagram. I'm like, bro, this. Is, I ran it by James. I said, what do you think, man? They do like these tours where they bring a social side, yeah, and kind of an uh, old boy he like, side. Hey, he said, as you know, as long as they're not bringing like some Division One A A side to come, <laughs> you know, mop our butts, then I'm all for it. So right. that'll be fun. They're coming to us down in Lancaster. It'll be a good time. And then the following weekend, the Cincinnati Celts are coming up yeah. uh, on May 30th. So that's we're very, uh, very thankful for our um, the clubs that are willing to come to us. You know, we're going to repay them with a visit in the future. But it's just it's nice. It's easier to get new guys out when you're at home. They're not having to travel as far and uh, they can just show up and come play. And it's just it's it's nice. So um, 
we're still actually starting practices up this weekend. We are first this, this, uh, this first practice is Sunday. Yeah, this coming Sunday. One o'clock, Rising Park. Yep. Lancaster, um, Ohio. If you want to come on out, um, March first is our first, and then we're we're every Sunday except for what Mother's Day and Easter. 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 Yep, those yep. are the only two we're taking off. We'll, yep. we'll be we'll be at Rising Park in Lancaster, Ohio, uh, playing rugby. So if you want to come, uh, that'd be awesome. Um, well, uh, also, um, uh, Castaways are having their tournament again. They moved it to I think like the middle or end of April. Their fifteens tournament. Yeah, oh. yeah. So we 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 went the first year and it was a blast. Um, played some crazy weather and then that dude. Do you remember that? Was it the second day that we beat the Rovers? Yes. Who hats knows off how. to the hats off to the Cleveland Rovers. Like Absolutely. an amazing good club who's against. been around a long really time. Good guys. And really great guys. Oh, great yeah. guys. And uh I'm, having Richie didn't hurt. We had Richie Hines. Having the 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 son of Lancaster, the proud rugby son of Lancaster, Richie Hines, come mm-hmm. out and play with us that day didn't hurt. But man, it was that was an awesome match. Um, so anyway, if you're a club, I don't, I have no idea if they're still taking clubs for that tournament, but look into the, uh, Columbus castaways. What they call, I think they're calling the castaways classic, I think is what it's called. Uh, it's a really great tournament. I think they've grown every single year. I mean, it was big the first year when we went. Yeah. Good time. Um, they play 20 minute great. halves, you know, pretty quick yeah, games. Yeah, that's right. Kind yeah. of friendly. You know, you don't have to turn in rosters or anything like that. Yeah. It's really friendly oriented, you know, kind of, uh, you know, a social aspect to it. You know, they have a fun social afterwards, yeah. uh, yep. but it's a good time. A yeah. lot. Of, and there's a, a broad um, competition range, I would say, from yeah. people who I, compete, yeah. you know, uh, at a high D3 level, even D2. Even have you some know, college clubs that were involved. College clubs. Ohio State State came the one year and then they'll have you know some D4 sides you know like ourselves kind of you know sides that are still developing and and they'll put us in and put us in a bracket where we can you know thrive a little bit compete against some other sides so it's a good time I think you know I think um, the castaways always do a good job of organizing and putting on events whenever they do them and this is just uh, um, another example of that they do a really good job with this tournament and it'll be at Rhodes Park they have those beautiful like I mean they're like uh, regulation uprights they're gorgeous (laughs) The pitch is nice. Yeah, and yeah. those uprights, man. Oh, they just sail into the sky forever. It's just, we'll we'll, we'll get some of those someday. But <laughs> yeah. I'm happy with our PVC, bro. I don't care what anyone says. Oh yeah, I love yeah. our PVC. Yep. Um, okay, we got our sponsor spotlight. Uh, you heard at the top of the episode, uh, the Old Shoe Factory Antique Mall in Lancaster, Ohio. This is the proud company of the the family of the man sitting right across from me. The beards of Lancaster, Ohio have built this incredible antique mall. Um, I'm just going to brag on it a little bit. In my opinion, it's my favorite place to shop in Lancaster. Uh, I have to Thanks, stay man. away. Otherwise, I have to, I spend my, you've seen me spend entire paychecks. I have. Um, literally, it, it speaks so, the truth. Yeah. You can give a little better history, but I'm just going to give you my um, consumer's uh, perspective. It's in this gorgeous old literally shoe factory yeah um james is going to give you the history in a second i want to say it ran from you know 1740 to uh 1910 and um so so not only is it like a great place to go shop but it's not a modern building it like the the building itself is an antique beautiful brick building um well maintained gorgeous from the outside gorgeous on the inside um there is a first floor that has vendors filled with vendors, um, everything you can imagine, sports memorabilia, um, old comic books, 
Uh, there's even sections that have like rare clothes, hard to find clothes. Primitives, um, mid-century, early Americana, you name it, we have it. He took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say the exact, I, I, you know, I know my <laughs> stuff here. But like literally anything you can imagine is there. Yeah. And then you go downstairs and the basement, is it still all your guys' stuff? Yes, yeah. Okay. That's primarily our picks. Okay. So it's everything that, that uh, James and his dad and his mom and his sisters have picked and put out there and... Actually, my favorite thing is to go out in the basement. I mean, old license plates, yeah, um, uh, letters, uh, some of the best signage you'll ever see in your life. I mean, that right there, that right there. Like my pride and joys, that flag have come from. I'm looking around, and literally, uh, that sled. Like All there's, types there's of not much that pub mom. table, oh, yeah. not much We're in this house, those two chairs, not much in this house has not come from, from the old shoe. It's if you love antiques, it is the place to be. It's on Memorial drive in Lancaster, Ohio. What is the exact address, James? Yeah. So the physical address is 301 Forest Rose Avenue. We're on the corner of uh, 33 and uh, Mulberry street. There it is, baby. Uh, you guys have a website too, right? We do. We have a website. We're on Facebook, Facebook page. not on Instagram yet. We're getting that up and running, but we are on no Facebook way. posting stuff um, daily. And uh, yeah, That'd be great, dude. Yeah. So you want to give us a more filled in history? Or? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, uh, so the years lane was kind of close. <laughs> it uh, <laughs> it was originally actually a church, believe it or not, in the early 1800s. I want to say 1816 is when the church was built. Um, and I did not uh, know that part. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting fantastic. enough, um, it was a church clear up till the late 1800s. I can't tell you the exact date on that, but long story short, the uh, church burnt down. There was a fire. And uh, so the church kind of went out of commission. They bought new property uh, a couple blocks away from uh, the shoe factory. It's actually uh, still their their church to this day. Wow. And um, the shoe factory was formed after that fire. And they actually, amazingly enough, since it was a brick building, you know, there wasn't there was damage to the inside, obviously, but the structure was still good. They built a shoe factory around that church. So when you You're come into the building, me. there's a brick section in the middle, just a square. It's just an old brick church is what it was. And they built a shoe factory Holy around crap. that in the late 1800s. Yeah. Kind of neat. Um, it was. I was pretty close on seventeen forty. You were pretty close. Yep, yep. Originally, it was the Getz yeah. Shoe Factory, changed hands to the Drew Shoe Factory, um, and it was in production till nineteen ninety eight, I believe. Uh, wow. My family um, purchased it in the early two thousands. We've been open sixteen years, uh, so yeah, I purchased it in the early two thousands and uh, open to date. Um, it's a sixty thousand square foot facility. We currently have forty thousand square feet of shopping. Like Lane says, we have approximately a hundred vendors on the first floor. Okay, there's the first floor. There's the basement and there's a second floor. Yeah, there is. So interestingly enough, okay. this is a this is a good time to put this out. I can't give too much information yet, but we're actually currently right now working on the third floor, and uh, I believe we're going to open that up in some type of capacity here soon. That's awesome. So we're excited. This is a um, this is kind of a growing uh, phase for the business. Uh, my dad's been putting in a lot of work here uh, recently. Bunch um, of new windows. Yeah, new windows. Yes. That, so that don't we compromise the si don't compromise the size of the window space. And yeah, absolutely. So it's 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 we're excited because we put windows on the first floor. Um, we're currently getting ready to do that on the second floor, which is cool. Oh and then gosh. after that, we're going to paint the building yep. again, which we're excited about that. Um, do some different things with our decals, kind of design that differently. Um, but we're still going to stick with uh, an old timey color, um, kind of an early Americana color of some type. And uh, uh, yeah, so we're excited about that. And then, like I say, back to, uh, I think we're going to open up the third floor in some type of capacity. Still kind of running around the brain trust, still trying to figure out what exactly we're going to do with it. But I um, believe that's going to be coming open. Um, so yeah, we're excited. 
Yeah, things man. are good. And like Lane says, it's a place where anybody can shop. You know, you don't necessarily have to like antiques. You know, you can be more of a flea market person or if you like sports. I mean, we have a little bit of everything for everybody. That's the fun thing about having 100 different private vendors. Like Lane says, I mean, if you're a true antique person and you like primitives, you like early Americana, you like things that are over 100 years old, we have that. And then if you're someone that just likes to go in there and see what, you know, kind of catches it's your fancy that shop, might necessarily honestly. be old. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. We have that for you too. We have things, you know, that aren't, you know, might just be vintage, might be 50 years old, maybe mid-century or even newer than that. That's, you know, um, sports memorabilia. So it's, yeah. it's a fun place to I mean, shop. Here's the thing, James, uh, like, and you know this, I've told you this before, but like, if not, I've told you the, the effect of what I'm about to say. Like any other place I go into that has, that's an antique shop or has primitives and stuff like that i compare it to the old shoe and i've been a lot of those places like my parents so my love of antiques comes from my parents like they um you know even to the point where when i was a teenager i went through a phase where i was like this is so lame all this old stuff we got all this old stuff yeah you know? i've been and, in his parents house they got some neat pieces yeah and so but but it's something that couple handed down to you this table right here. That's man. right. This table, yep, and I think absolutely. there's a desk around here somewhere, isn't there? Yeah, my art handed. desk upstairs. That's right. Your art and you desk. helped me move this piano in. We actually bought from a different place, but yeah, it was in my parents' house for yes, a while. Yes, amazing old piano. piano. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that, I mean, that's 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 the thing. Is I, I I've I I come from that. Uh, I get that honestly. I guess you could say my love for antiques. Been a lot of places. Uh, man, even even big dogs in the area, like the Rural Society up in Mount Vernon. Yeah. They put on this barn show. It's in a. It's uh. Those are my um. My parents' old vet and his wife do that, and I love them, and I love that facility, and I love the barn and everything, the farm they have there. It's nothing compared to the old shoe. Like the old shoe, and not that it's competition, but the old shoe is the best. Um, like, like no joke, I literally, we've had to limit how often we go in there because we always come <laughs> away with something that we didn't know don't need and didn't know we wanted yeah lane's a, a perfect deal. customer it's you like, can pretty much oh sell him gosh, anything dude. if he's if he's looking at a piece all i gotta do is tell him you know hey you can get 10 percent off of it and we and, have layaway and it's his he's and gonna i mean buy it. and you guys are great about like holding stuff too. Yeah. you hold, i don't know if i can say that is that all right like yeah absolutely. You'll, you'll hold things for people yeah, you let them think about it because sometimes some of those things you do need but some of those things you're like <sighs> gotta think about it it'd be yep. cool man i don't need it right now Check but it's checking here. account and, yeah and and we've talked about stuff before too it's like my question, I and, and you're so honest with people, I'll always ask James, I'm like, bro, how often does a piece like this come through? That's my biggest thing. It's, it's a supply and demand thing, like limited edition stuff, stuff that's really old that may have gotten destroyed that survives. You're like, how often do you, if it's every other week, I can wait. If you've never seen something like this before or you've seen it twice in your in your time at the shoe, I got to get it. And you're always very clear and, and transparent with people. So... And beyond beyond all that, they're they're incredible people. I mean, this family is amazing. Um, James is like, you know, I mean, he's my brother. He's one of my best friends in the entire world. I oh, couldn't goodness, imagine man. life without him. Our love from rugby actually came from our it, love it, from antiques. It came Lane from this. Came in the antique mall, it, it blossomed came, from there. It, it, that, that's how we do. That's how we met each other. And um, I mean, all that to say, what I'm driving at too is that our very first sponsorship came from the old shoe, uh, and it was. Um, unexpected it was more than i ever thought we would receive and it helped us do a lot in our emphases of this club and really become what we are now without that we'd be a different club right now so um i i can't i can't plug that place enough like you're too kind to, no man. no thank heck you. no thank go there 
Go check it out. You'll be greeted. Um, I mean, there's even cookies and coffee laying out as soon oh, as yeah, you get yeah. in. Free it's, cookies, free coffee every day. Oh, it's beautiful. Gotta and you get, get to ma- meet the famous James Beard and his family. I mean, <laughs> I they're just, they're incredible. His mom, you'll you'll think that she's your mom because she's so beautiful she's, and welcoming and wonderful. Yep, and so, yep. and then you got Jim Bob, who I'm not supposed to call Jim Bob, and I always do. <laughs> and your sisters He's are always, always running around there, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a it's, family affair. It's great, dude. So the old Thank shoe you. factory antique mall in Lancaster, go check them out. Um, I do have, man, gosh, I, I'm talking so much, James. It's, it's a that's month, a good thing. It's a monthly it's a podcast, podcast, right? Man, that's okay. a good thing. We got okay. a lot to cover. Okay. So, um, I got some pictures for you, bro. So you I didn't, saw you that. didn't have to look them up. Uh, we're heading into kit chat, which is, uh, where I get, a, I talk a little bit about, um, the thing that only, maybe five other people in the world care about, and that is fashion in the rugby world. I'm so okay. glad. I'll just say this off the bat, not to cut you off. I'm so glad Lane put pictures on here because admittedly, Lane is a diehard, just kits, loves design. I'm obsessed and, with this stuff, uh, You've done some different things besides rugby. He like, He's an artist. He does some phenomenal work, yeah, and nice. uh, and uh, he's, nice. he just got an eye for it. Admittedly, I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> I don't pay attention unless Lane tells me something switched on a jersey. He'll notice things Dude, that I never would have you... noticed in a million years. And so what I'm trying to get at is I'm so glad that you took pictures I, here because I, yeah. Now I can kind of compare, look them over. And I hate to admit, I just don't have the eye like Lane does no, no, for this no. kind and of thing. Honestly, it's kind I of don't. ridiculous that I'm trying to talk in a podcast about um, like vis- like this is p- jerseys and 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 kit and stuff is purely visual. It's true. So I'm like, I need to provide pictures. So maybe even I might even put some links in our show notes to where you can, or you know, you can just go look this stuff up. I, I found it on. I found these pictures just uh, doing a, a Google search so that I could get examples, so you could check them out too. But if that's something you're interested in, but um, you're. It's funny because you're like interest in it reminds me of you're way better than and he won't mind me saying this but my 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 good friend jimmy nichols like he will look at something and he'll go oh okay yeah yeah i'm like do you know why this is like cool or or, appealing (laughs) to the eye and he's like um no no and it's interesting because his wife is a graphic designer. He ended up marrying someone who has this like phenomenal Claire. Yeah. She has this phenomenal eye and can create these um, like entire design schemes. It's incredible. And and so he, and he, Jim just doesn't have the eye dude, for two peas in a pod. They're, they're I in, never knew that. They're in Boston. They went to Sam Adams and they got picked for like some kind of um, marketing test or something. And they're like, so we're redesigning tap uh, logos and features and stuff. We want to see what you think. And so they show him all of these and, and, um, then they're asking him questions about, it. they're like, which one did you like the most? You know? And he was like, um, that one, that one. And he pointed to one they're like, okay, interesting. Why, why did you, why'd you pick that one? And this was all Jim could muster. He goes, it's, it's shiny. <laughs> it's, it's shiny. It's that blue. definitely sounds like something I would say. Yeah, It's shiny. And I think he said, and it's blue. And I'm like, Jim, he told me a story. I'm like, bro, literally everything you said had nothing to do with design. Shiny. <laughs> shiny like that's that's a texture i guess that could be a design but like oh my gosh okay so anyway back to kit chat um drives lane nuts it's 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 just great i love it because it's like wow not it's not for everybody it's not everyone's cup of tea it's not um so uh for world rugby it's not world rugby um because i've talked a little bit about that kind of what's going on with uh england moving to umbro and canterbury's um, international kit kind of being on the decline. It sucks lately. So just interested to see what's going to happen with some of those uh, bigger international sides. We know 
New Zealand will be Adidas forever because I think they just signed uh, a contract with the devil or something. I don't know. And they have to be Adidas for the rest of their lives <laughs> or as long as the world exists. Adidas but, um, is the devil. Yeah. Sure. There's not. I only say that because I'm a big Nike guy, even though Man. I don't know a lot about design. I know enough that Nike, Nike puts out some amazing products. Yes, yes. And, uh, it's like good. It. Um, so uh, I wanted to highlight um, Connect Rugby, their 2020 BLK range. So one of the reasons I, I love them, obviously, is because, or I guess honestly, is because I love BLK. Um, it's a um, Australian uh, rugby company. They used to be um, Kuga. Kuga Rugby, and they went bankrupt, and I think they had to uh, uh, create a new business. So BLK stands for Beyond Limits Known. Um, and I wasn't a huge fan at first, but I tell you what made me fall in love with them. And I think they have honestly gotten much, much better. I think when they first started out, they're a pretty typical average rugby company uh, kit supplier, but they have just been, their whole ambition was to be like Nike. Yeah, and when I look at anyone who is not Nike, BLK comes the closest um, in terms of like. That's uh, a compliment. I mean, Nike's huge. obviously a huge mark. To, you know, Nike's and Adidas is just what everybody yeah. thinks of in the world of design as the two it, top dude. dogs. Yep, that's it. Um, especially in you know the world of sports, and sure. so so they're in terms of like their texture uh, of uh, the the fabrics they use. They it's not even necessarily all design. They use really innovative fabrics. Um, they go uh, heavy on minimal with with subtle design element elements, which are, which is very appealing. Um, it's, it's all, I think sometimes companies try to do too much, which is what uh, Paladin has done a little bit. I'm going to talk about in a second with MLR. Some of those are just a little too much for me. You simpler, you go, you actually make a bolder statement. If you think about the most iconic jerseys, you think about England, it's white, a little bit of red accent. You go with the all blacks, it's black. What can you do with a black Jersey? So you got to be innovative with textures and types of fabrics and even, into like the the new like uh, micro weaves that go on that that um, can, you can des design through elements of that. So anyway, the uh, Connect um, uh, 2020 BLK range is beautiful, man. I mean, just really really cool. Um, and uh, I love talking BLK with Rob Thorson, our guy at Rugby Athletic, um, because that's what they when they produce kits, they're they're in it's it's for their BLK kits. Yeah. And uh, man, they're just they just do incredible things. Really cool home green jerseys, a cool uh, variation on rugby stripes, kind of off off center, and also sort of implying like wing shapes, which goes with their logo. Um, their their crest is like uh, the symbol for Connect Rugby. Rugby is like an e eagle with. Uh, on one side and the eagle head and then a man's arm and a sword in the other. So just absolutely beautiful with a, a nice like lime electric green highlight uh, on the neckline and then the um, uh, piping on the uh, sleeves. So really cool. And then they've got awesome like international or sorry, um, their away kit and their Euro kit is really, really cool. They always do something kind of special for that little watermark of the um, Connect uh, logo itself. So the wing comes across the chest with some diagonal lines and just a really cool, soft, almost like airbrushed uh, green and blue. Just sharp stuff. And their socks are, are good too. I could go on forever, so I'm going to shut up and just move on. Um, 
<laughs> so go check out Connect Rugby, their their BLK kit, and see if you don't feel a little something. It's a good looking kit. It's nice, isn't it? It's it nice. looks like something we would wear. It's nice. Just it's something it's Rob simple, would design for us. But it's nice. Yeah. Admittedly, Lane schools me on all things design, all things You'd color wear one schemes, of those jerseys, all you? things. I would, but we have two different philosophies on this, and Lane knows <laughs> this. Uh, for me, the flashier, you know, the the more <laughs> patterns and the more colors you put into play, yes, and the, sure. the the I'll, I'll use James' word here, the shiner, you, the shinier, shinier you get, yeah. you know, with the with the jerseys, just more the more uh, vibrant you get with the colors, and like I say, the more design, the better for me. Sure, okay. Lane likes to go with the philosophy, keep things simple, yep. but like you say, work with the textures, do little things that are subtle, that yes. are subtle that make it, you yes. know, what it is. And I think what I like about these conic jerseys is James. I think it does a little bit of both. I, I agree. With you, I think it, it does. I think it stays simple, but it also goes. There's a little bit of flat. It's subtle, flashy. It, it is, and and I subtle, get that. Flashy. And I didn't yeah. notice what you're talking about with kind of the 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 wing design, you know, on their jerseys yeah. with the yeah. different tones of colors yeah. Yeah. until you said something. And I guess you're right. That kind of puts a play on their emblem, which is kind of yeah. cool. More of an implied design. Yeah. Yep, yep. So really cool. And I think they just on a side note, I think they do a good job of their sponsor. Sometimes jerseys look so cluttered with sponsorships. The placement, the coloring, it's not right. That's I think, true. You can get too much, can't you? Yes. Even though I said I love flashy and lots of design, yes. you can definitely get too much where it just doesn't look yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, it distracts from the jersey itself. And I think the best jerseys with a lot of sponsorships are the ones that um, incorporate it and minimize it. And I think they do a good job of almost incorporating it into the jersey design itself. So with this philosophy, I'm interested. We're moving into the MLR yes. kits. I'm interested to see what your favorite. So I did. Is it going to be San Diego? I did. An, oh, man. I can't. Uh, this is just, it's going to make me look like such a bandwagon homer. So we did an, I did an MLR best and worst list for the 2020 kit. And it was really, it was Rob that got me thinking about this. Because I texted him. I'm like, dude, what are you thinking about the, uh, the Paladin kits for MLR? I said, what's your favorite? And he goes, can I say what's my, like most least favorite i was like oh <laughs> man so it, he always helps push me a little further i was like i need to look at these a little more critically because first blush i was like yeah cool like good overall really nice and i still think they're, they're they're good overall but you go in you start picking some of these apart and there's definitely ones that stand out and some that fall behind so i'll start with my i'll start with my best list i'll start positive okay so i got a home and away best my best home kit Yes, James. It's the San Diego Legion. Simple, clean lines, uh, bold colors. I mean, that that's just part of it. I'm sorry. Uh, bold red, bold black. I like the they're, kit. They're gorgeous. Um, kind you of also, turns into like a dotted pattern at the bottom. Yeah, with the black. Dotted, dotted pattern. And something you can't, you can barely see from this uh, uh, picture. The very first line at the top that's black is a wave line. Okay. Which is a nice little subtle tie-in to you know San Diego being right by the it's 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 a coastal town it's beautiful and the ocean's there and it's all about um, you know beach life yeah uh, I also love the um, hemline on the sleeves it's kind of like a, a split split hemline that black uh, it's almost like it's a, like a cut look almost kind of like subtle but I see what there. you're yep. talking about um, it's absolutely gorgeous I think the shorts are a nice subtle. Um, uh, to just that one little red stripe, and they've got that gel texture that's on there as well. So huge fan, love it. Uh, close runner up though was the Free Jacks. I'm a sucker for a oh, collar, free dude. Jacks. When you put a a traditional rugby here. collar on a jersey, it's that blue one with the white collar. 
when you get that when you get that traditional rugby collar on a modern jersey, I love it. I love it. And I like what they did with stripes. They got the traditional Oh, yeah, they did do the that. collar. I yep. see. Yeah, 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 I see them. Now, now, their away kit, they don't. And I'm not sure why. Their away kit, I don't like nearly as much. But that home kit, that's a close second. You like collars on rugby jerseys, don't you? Kind of that throwback it. look. Love it, man. Cool. I love it. I'm a sucker for that. Um, the uh, the one thing about the the um, Free Jacks home kit is the the shorts. They jacked the shorts up. They've got like this weird contrast color piping that's just like early two thousands. I'm not sure why. In the worst way possible. I'm not sure why they why they went with that. <laughs> My favorite away kit is actually it actually looks like it should be a home kit because it's the only one that's a bold color and not white. But it's the I know the, there's a lot of whites with the away kits. A lot of whites and but the only What's one that's that? colorful is the uh, New Orleans gold. And That's I my love favorite too. The, the Nola Gold uh, away kit is sharp. I like the color. I like Not their a, home kit too. The home kit's sick too. Yes, I like. I, I just don't think it stood up to the other ones, in my opinion. Okay. And I, it also throws me off that I'm not sure why their home kit isn't gold and their away one is white. They just they flipped everyone else, and that's fine, but it just also kind of stands out. But yeah, you're it, right. I think it in in terms of standing out on the away kits, it's in a good way. Um, Love the bright, uh, bright gold, almost kind of iridescent. It's got a sheen to it, nice shine. Um, just the simple vertical lines, so a kind of a flip on traditional rugby stripes. Um, they pull it off in a way that Rooney does not. I'll talk about that in a second. Vertical lines that kind of fade into that gold, a real soft kind of airbrush fade into the gold itself. It's sharp, dude. It's beautiful. I like it. Um, so those are my two best home kits. Or sorry, my my two best kits: a home San Diego Legion and away the. Um... Oh wait, no. Oh my gosh, I misread that, dude. Oh my gosh, no. I take it back. Okay. Oh, you don't like Noel's away kit? I, I do, but the okay the best. Oh, oh, you know, no. I'm 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 sticking with that one. Okay. I'm sticking with that one. I misread that, but I'm sticking with it. Do you like San Diego's uh, away kit? Even Not as much. It's, it's kind of white. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's it's okay. I, I like, like white I like as a rugby color. I do too. You know, it's kind of cool. It's a terrible color it's for like any choice. D4, D3, obviously for obvious destroyed. reasons. Yeah. I have white boots that I chose this year, <laughs> and they lasted like three matches, and they're pretty <laughs> They're destroyed. now brown. Yeah, yeah, they're now yeah. brown. I'll bleach them now. They'll get back into good shape. I'll look I'll look uh, good out there again. But uh, It's good to bleach those yeah, boots. Yeah, yeah, I'm a sucker for white, though. <laughs> Yeah, I like I like that they kind of um, go more heavy on the black for the away kit. Yeah, like the black fades down into the white, and it's not just a flip of the of the red and black from before. So yeah, I do like that. Um, oh wait, so home kit was uh, San Diego? You said yes. Home kit San Diego away is I, I didn't I had picked somebody else, but my I don't know my instincts are just telling me something else right here. It's it's the New Orleans gold. Did the Houston Sabercats come in like a close second for the home for, for the for home. The away for home. the home? Uh, no, no, man. come on, dude. That's sweet. The I'm gold not... with the black and they have like yeah. a, uh, there's something on there's there. I think a it's a saber cat, isn't it? It's the saber cat. Yeah. Saber cat With a logo. rugby ball in the middle of it. Yep. It's watermarked and gray. It's actually their actual logo. Dude, that's sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it. Your pick. Okay. That's so that's pick. your pick for home. What's your pick for Sorry, away? I'm staying. I'm going into your segment. No, here. dude. I love this. I, it's part of it is for us to be able to talk. I'm, I'm, I'm bringing people closeted fans out here. <laughs> um, you heard it from Lane. You're, I'm coming out of the closet, closet man. Fan of the kit. Um, for the away kit, I am with you with the uh, Nola Gold. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like the gold, man. Nice. It's just kind of so actually what I had, shiny. Yes. What Shout I had, out to Jimmy. It is. It's very, it's very shiny. Just like Jimmy. Um, what <laughs> I had picked actually was, um, uh, DC. 
But now that I'm I'm reanalyzing it, and it was because wait, of do you have a worst away kit uh, picked out? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I'm moving into. I the, bet you I know what it is. I'm I'll, sure you. When do. we get to that, I'll, let, let me guess which one <laughs> okay. it is. So we're going to the worst. Um, the so we had the best yep, of the 2020 kit. Now we're getting into the worst of the 2020 kit. So my my uh, worst home kit is Toronto. Let me look here. Um, I think it's. I don't know. It's just I have here written something about. Do you the, like the color, the blue they picked out? I do like the color, just the, the color. Blue, I like the color. I, yes, I, it's a nice, strong royal blue. Yeah, but there's something about the two tone. It's you. like simplicity at its worst it's instead simple. of simplicity at its best. Right. I think it almost it almost kind of looks like a stock jersey, um, like the, you just you you got they the Paladin had blues laying around and they just put their logo on it. It doesn't look. I don't know. There there was no design. Put into this. Uh, I also I'm not a huge fan of the collar line. It's all like it looks like a clover, a three leaf clover popping out there. I don't know. So yeah. now, and actually I like kind of like the arrows logo, like the club logo itself. Yeah, it's kind of so, cool. The T and the A kind of yeah. all comes together, makes yeah. like a TP looking design. Yeah, and and oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. It does kind of look like a yeah. Um, and then also um, yeah, so the the color itself is cool. It kind of evokes like the um, Toronto Maple Leafs. The Canadian, it's like a Canadian blue kind of color, which I really like. Yeah. So my, uh, so that's the worst home kit, I think. Um, the away, you want to guess what my the worst away pick is? Is your away pick uh, Rooney's? Oh my gosh, I didn't. Dude, know it looks that, like a baseball. Jersey. I didn't know the New York Mets were playing rugby. Like, <laughs> yeah. it looks. Did you put like, that on here? Yes. Dude, like, I was gonna say I haven't even looked down between, at the notes, but dude, I thought the same thing. I was <laughs> like, what the heck is going on? That is the biggest belly flop I've ever seen in well, I mean, not ever seen, but like in MLR history so far. It's going down. It's it'll be historic. It's um a white jersey with orange piping. So the orange and then the black kind of, or blue kind of makes me think of the New York Mets. And then they go out and they show it to you. They do baseball pinstripes. And I can't tell if it's a Navy blue or a black, oh, but pinstripes on the Jersey, vertical pinstripes. We're agreed on this. There's up just and down. Wrong with it. I, th- I, th- I think I know what they're and trying the to do. The socks make it worse. The socks make it. Oh my, Oh my, yeah, no, not, it's just not good. I, I think I know what they were trying to do. I think they were trying to kind of pay homage to, um, traditional rugby stripes and kind of get innovative with it while also maybe appealing to because New York's a huge baseball, baseball town. Right, right, right. Sure. So maybe it's appealing to that. baseball, but it just looks dumb. It looks stu- like j- it looks it looks dumb. We're um, agreed on that one. Uh, a close one. So I have I have actually have like um, uh, second and third placers uh, on this as well. Um, for worst or for best? For worst. Okay. Uh, and I think the away ones really just kind of fell flat. Uh, the um, rugby ATL, it kind of looks like a stock jersey to me. It doesn't, there wasn't, so in the same way that Toronto's home jersey looked looked just like, you know, here you go, it's out of the box, it's not customized at all. Let me ask you something real quick, yeah. not to cut you off. What Do you like um, rugby ATL's uh, home kit? I can't tell what's going on with the jersey because just simply because he's in the back and I haven't paid any attention yeah, to him I, playing. I can't either. It's it's nice. There's but, some type of design on yeah, it. Pretty and, much all black. And they've got I think they may actually have their logo in that um kind of like gel That's what I'm thinking print too. thing. Um it's good. It's, there's not a whole lot going on. I wonder how much there's not. It's kinda cool though. I wonder how much time they had to design theirs. With them being like a new team that's, in, that's a good thought. They they might not have had as much time. I don't know, but um, yeah, it's not great. Um, and then another away one that is not very good in my opinion is Colorado's. 
Um, you can't really see it from this angle, but uh, during when San Diego played them, uh, they wore these these jerseys. And man, dude, the wings on the back of the of the shorts look like handprints on the ass. <laughs> it's just a weird. Wait, I'm trying to find out which one's Colorado's. It, they're the uh, the white one with the uh, big C in the middle and the wings. Like the jersey looks okay from the front. But overall, when you're looking at it, oh, that's your second. I was gonna pick that as like one of my tops <laughs> for the for the Western away kids, because dude, the jersey's sweet. Now I don't know that's what you're a, don't I don't know what you're talking it, about with the back of the um, admittedly oh, with the dude, back sh- of the. Um, I'll show you some time. It is yeah, because I don't cause honestly the, when they're playing, I don't pay too much attention to be yeah, honest with you with the jersey. But I thought the the design on the jersey was pretty sweet. The jersey's not bad. Okay, I think it's just the kit as a whole. Like the wings come around on the back, and it looks like handprints on the butt. And I'm just like, what? what, what that's, What's that's going fine. On? But I just, they don't even look like wings anymore. You're no? wrapping them too far. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then um, the Free Jacks. My only my only gripe with the Free Jacks is why do you have the awesome retro collar on the home kit and then ditch it for the away kit? Like, why do you do that? I don't understand. So their away kit, their, their home one knocks it out of the park, I think. You got the, and not only just the collar, you got those really cool like red, white, and blue stripes. Mm. Um from like the chest down. So it's not even the entire jersey. And I like that when you do rugby stripes um, for like a limited amount of the jersey. It's really, really cool. Not the entire length of it. But then the away kit, it's, it doesn't even look like the same team. I, I don't know. Agreed. That's, that's I think my biggest gripe. Uh, when you, when, what did you say? It's simplicity at its worst for at its one worst. of the other kits. I kind of think that yes. for that uh, kit. Okay, so what was simple, your, a lot of your, white. Yeah, what were your worsts? You have worst picks? Okay, so we're totally agreed on the Rooney the New York Mets. Uh, away kits. Yeah, the New York Mets. I don't know why, but, man, it just looks so much like a base, something you wear for baseball. It's just throwing <laughs> Do you me think off. It's I don't it's like white the socks too? either. I think, I think so. the white doesn't help. I don't know what it is. My favorite, and I think I already said this, was Noel Gold's. I think the gold jersey is sweet. Yes. Um, yes. Oh yeah, we said that because we were agreed on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me look for a quick second. You know what? I you know another one I don't like is the. Uh, let me go up here. Who is? Go for the uh, yeah the home ones. It's the um. Well, it's the who who has the all yellow jersey? It's like a yellowish oh, gold it's for the Sabercats. The Sabercats. I don't yeah. like the. I don't. It, I think it it's looks honestly, like the crew. The Columbus crew. I, it kind of does. Yep. And honestly, I, it might just be the color, not the design for me. It's Although the design looks pretty simple. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not liking the color on that uh, one. I, so that would be another worst yep. for me. I agree with you. It's kind of, um, it's not an aggressive yellow and it's not a pastel yellow. It's, it doesn't know what it is. Like a tentative yellow, there's nothing worse than that. Okay. You, you know who I noticed kind of placed just kind of middle of the pack on everything is my Seattle Seawolves. Like I didn't think it was like a terrible kit, but I didn't think it was really good either. It's not, really it's thought not great. out. I, I feel like the the Seawolves previous jerseys were a lot better. Yeah. I think their previous like the one cool thing about the away one, but I think they even did this better in years and years prior, is that they put the skyline in that than that green away one. And at least they, they stuck cool. with their traditional color for the most yes. part. They did a lighter green, but they didn't go like completely white like a lot of the other Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did. True. Good point there. Yeah, they kind of fade to a lighter green, but um, and actually it looks, it's kind of like a a textured stripe deal. Yeah, I see that but, when you zoom in on but it. Yeah, they didn't. you're right. They didn't go heavy on the white, no, which is cool. It's yeah. kind of nice. That is, yeah, that's nice. So I did a little more research. I, I'm almost done talking kit. Uh, it's, I know it's ridiculous, um, but hey, I love it. Um, I did a little more research on Paladin because I had no idea who they were before. They're an Australian company. Um, and they're definitely, I think they're definitely improving from X-Blades. X-Blades did a good job, but um, Paladin is a, 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 a rugby company you see a little more. So it's um, uh, a little more recognizable. 
and they're doing at least innovative stuff, I guess. They're trying different things, flashy, it's out there. Uh, so a lot of solid design elements, but a lot of room for improvement. It'll be just interesting to see if they continue on. So we'll and be no, okay with some flops, huh? They're being yeah, innovative. Yeah. They're getting out chances, there, trying some things. That's right. Swing in the some bat, gray. you're going to whiff every yeah. once in a while. So to go on Rooney's baseball theme. Um, <laughs> and also a big thing. I don't know if you noticed this, dude, but the, good. the ball supplier this year is different. It was Ram Rugby, which I have no idea who Ram Rugby is. I think they're like a, an English company, but no, I've never played with a Ram Rugby ball. Who's supplying the balls this year? Rhino Rugby, who is huge in uh, the Sevens world. Yes. Like they, I was going to say, like, why rugby, does that sound so familiar? They, they do a They do a lot of, of the... Um, tackle, uh, yeah, tackling dummies. Exactly. That's that, where I knew them they from. They have that donut that you roll so that you can practice a moving, tackling a moving target. Yes, that's they're, where they're I know They're a really great from. company. They and sold it, some of the more reasonably priced um, um, rucking sleds yes. and um, or scrum sleds, I'm sorry. Um, scrum sleds and some of the rucking pads and things like that. That's yes. where I remember them from. So, sorry, and actually also the Marysville Rhinos, um, strangely enough or oddly enough, their kit is Rhino Rugby. Oh, is so it got, really? You got the you got like the inception rugby uh, rhino inception going on, man. You got their, their I didn't logo. know that. Yeah, they had them yeah. design it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean they had someone uh, or, or someone who had, supplies them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. supply the yeah. jersey. That's pretty so, cool. Why yeah. didn't know that? Yeah. So anyway, that's another step up. Kudos I think. them like, too. That's yeah. kind of a cool, you know, yeah, obviously dude. rhinos and rhinos rhino. all all around, bro. Um, so I don't know. Really cool to see that. Uh, all that to say, um, MLR is getting you know it's a step up in yeah. sponsorship. Yep. Yep. Um. So another possible segment, uh, I've been texting Rob back and forth since we're still in Kit Chat, and we just thought about maybe doing a Who Wore It Best sometime. I think I think maybe we have Rob call in or record him and have him send it to us. Yeah, who, man, as much as the design's cool, sometimes it's yeah. about who wore it, isn't it? I know, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we'll do. maybe we can do a little uh, Who Wore It Best uh, in the future if Rob's up for it. I'll, I'll talk him into it, I think. And then someday soon, not, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just going to show you. I'm not even going to tell people what this is. Someday soon um, in kit chat, I will talk about the greatest kit never worn. That's all I'm going to say. I don't know about this because, again, I don't pay too much attention to the kits, but it's kind of catching my interest. Uh, isn't it beautiful? It's beautiful. I actually own that jersey. It's one of my favorites. And it was um, never worn. I'd like to know the background on that sometime. Maybe we'll have to hit into that maybe next podcast. Next month. Let's do it next uh, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's St. Patty's Day. Let's do a segment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, captain's meeting. James, what do you think, man? Uh, I, you just indulged me for like 20 minutes talking about Kit. Yeah. What do you think, bro? What, yeah, what do you yeah. got going on? Yeah, so for uh, for captain's meeting for um, our side, you know, we already talked a little bit in uh, the previous session about what's going on with the spring our schedule. Yeah. Uh, one thing I'd like to hit on um, for our club, um, being a young club, um, there's a lot of guys that are excited to play, a lot of young, yeah. excited guys to play. And I thought that I was really impressed, really happy with the response we got over the group chat, over Facebook, uh, yep. the group me that we have, some a lot of, of the different things. A lot things. of confirmed guys for the spring. A lot of confirmed guys for the spring. Um, we're getting to a point where we have a lot of guys um, more or less fresh out of high school or in the middle of college who are telling other people about rugby and yeah. they're coming and playing. It's kind of an exciting yeah. time you know you're getting you're getting that good mixture on our club finally of yep. some guys that have played for a long time aren't necessarily wanting to play a full 80 minutes who are wanting you know to to be more of maybe a coaching role or just sitting on the sideline yelling yep. at us you know yep. and telling yep. us yep. what we're doing wrong just being around exactly being yeah. around and we're getting we're starting to get a good mixture of that to where we have those veterans that have the knowledge and 
then we're getting those young guys that have the bodies, man, that are ready yeah. to bang. Maybe not, not necessarily the experience, but we got those veterans to teach them. And it's just one cycle. You know, the yeah. veterans are working with the young guys. The young guys are working with the veterans. And I'm really excited to see what's going to happen this spring yeah, because I just too. think guys are excited in general. I'm working out with a couple of the guys from our side um, once a week. Logan, for sure. Logan, yeah. Bryce. Um, um, Bryce and Spencer. Spencer, Spence, yeah. Out there. Sorry, is I couldn't Dalton think of hanging around? Is Dalton getting out there? I think Dalton's shoulder is giving him problems. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be back is what I'm hearing anyways. I haven't te- I haven't texted him uh, specifically here recently, so I apologize, Dalton, monster. if I'm giving out false information. But <laughs> I think he's uh, I think he's going to – I don't know if we'll see him around for the spring season, but I'm working yeah. out with some of the guys. And just in general, I'm just excited about the enthusiasm. You know, sometimes yeah. – you know, I know it comes into fall season and we're, and, and by nature, a lot of the guys in the club are competitive, which is good, including myself. You know, you want to, you know, you want to win every right, match. part of the fun. Yeah. yeah. But you know, Lane and I talk a lot about how sometimes we lose the the fact that we're playing for fun, you know, yeah. that, you yeah. know, this is a, this is a group that started from nothing. And that if we lose, you know, that site that, you know, if we stop enjoying each other, we stop having that love for the game, how, you know, it doesn't matter whether you win a hundred games in a row, you know, we're not going to be around for long. You know, it's, it's worth nothing if you don't enjoy what you're doing and um so that's one of the things i was just excited you know just kind of going off of guys being excited i was just thinking about how guys are enjoying being around each other they're excited you know not to go out and you know and maybe necessarily win every match but they're just excited to be around each other play a great sport and have a good time that's that's why you're the captain bro i just i literally just got lost in what you were saying i mean yeah. What's well, something we've talked yeah, about, like you is, say, it, numerous yes. times, and you and 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 you've been uh, a voice on that a lot of the times, you know, you know, yeah. and you and a lot of the guys who are, who are listening to this, you know, knows how that goes from other clubs, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you go through a stretch where maybe you lose a couple matches, which, which is going to happen with an yeah. up and coming club like ours. You know, you get into league play, you play some competitive sides, you might lose a couple. You know, it's easy to get discouraged, and when that yes. happens, guys get on guys, which is never good, you know, especially within your own club. And uh, we've always tried to stay away from that, and I think in general, guys have done. A really good job of doing yeah. that and it's just kind of everybody's kind of maturing um through the rugby process getting better yeah and, and even even just like being part of a league i think um t- you know when we weren't part of a league we were just scheduling matches and playing whoever and it was it wasn't we didn't keep stats we didn't worry about our record or anything like that sure and so you you enter into a league and there's more the whole point of being in a league is is well a because you have to because you can't get refs if not right thanks to say rugby <laughs> and the other reason is is to to experience you know competition sure and part of competition is that you know you feel better when you win you feel worse when you lose so what you Absolutely. just do uh, if i'm feeling discouraged i'm gonna go back to this episode and listen to this captain's meeting because what you're talking about is what it's all about it is this game and whatever game you love, it doesn't have to be rugby, but but the the game is all about who you're playing with. Absolutely. Um, on your side, and and even on the other side, sure. like the guys that you're playing against. If you can, if you can, um, you know, and rugby's, I'd have to say, the best at that. As even if you get heated with somebody, you get you get really upset or frustrated, you get into a an altercation. You you go to the social afterwards and everything just melts away. I, I, you ha- I haven't met many people who either won't forgive me or who I I can't forgive that, yeah. that we're you know we're not totally fine afterwards. You <laughs> There's know always what I mean? a couple, but uh, for the most yeah. part, yeah. And even then, it's like you you, you start talking. You say, yeah, hey man, I'm sorry, dude. I was I was kind of a jerk out there, and you know I was just got, I got a little wound up. Sure, it's it it melts away. And um, but but even within our own group of guys, like that, it is crazy, dude. You could. Uh, you, such perspective you just provided you step back you look you look around and it's like we are getting to do something you know and literally building a club from nothing like there was there's never been a Lancaster rugby club to my knowledge 
and you know we're it like yeah. we, we've had experience other places but we didn't a lot of us haven't come from rugby we didn't branch off of another rugby club like it's this is it right you know and we've done something really incredible together and we're continuing to do something really incredible together but it's incredible um uh for the most part because of the friendships that have formed sure and so instead of looking out at standings or competition it's important to be on that line and look left and right and go yep yeah, it's about each other yeah and, and it's about stuff like um uh like like yesterday sunday when we were just at jason's in his basement you know getting riled up about international rugby having a like, good time yes it's a lot that, of fun yes and just talking about stuff and catching up on life and wow it's great, man. Yeah, dude. Um, and at the end of the day, it's a balance, you know, yeah. you know, like, like, like we talked, you know, everything, you know, it's a balance, you know, it is. do you have, do you need to be competitive when game time comes? You know, it's fall time. You know, we went yeah. on a little bit of run the last couple falls and uh, had a chance to compete in the um, playoffs and uh, missed it by one game this year. You know, yeah. do you need that competitive edge? And like Lane says, do you, you know, it's natural to want to win. Absolutely. Yes. Every time I step out on the pitch, I'm not going to lie. It doesn't matter whether we're, we're playing the Girl Scouts or whether we're playing a D1A team. Right. I'm going to want to win, you know, yep. nobody likes to lose, yep. but like you say, it's also, you know, about a balance and keeping things in perspective, you know, and, uh, I think guys have done a good job of that. Yeah, you know, I we're kind of, we're kind of come around to that balance. Our, our clubs, yep. like, like any club, we face times where that balance hasn't always been there. We've gone sure. through struggles where guys have had altercations that kind of affected things and, and, uh, we've gotten through that. And, uh, and that's one of the awesome things is to see how rugby changes people's lives. You know, yeah. literally, I mean, yeah, there's definitely. a lot of stories we could share where, um, rugby was just one one of the healthiest outlet outlets yeah. that people had for things that were happening in their lives at the time. And uh, it's just really neat to yeah, see, dude. watch, and, and, and like you say, grow along the way with everybody else. Amen, brother. I mean, that's just, that's absolutely hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Could obviously I can't even say the compliment. I couldn't say it any better myself. Um, and it's cool. Cause we're, we're going to have at least from our club, some, some guys on, on future episodes and you'll be able to hear their yeah. stories too, about how rugby has positively affected their life. Yeah. And that's part of it too, is, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of sharing that goes in goes, goes in rugby. You're at the social, you're talking about all kinds of stuff and you get to know guys really, really well, but it'll be, and, and there are other podcasts that do it really well too, that are rugby specific. So this will just be kind of our contribution to that entire conversation of, you know, why you should play or, or, yeah. or I don't know, find, I like to think that almost anybody can get into rugby just because either as a fan a player, um, helping youth, I just think the principles it teaches are, are, are so, um, uh, like sacrifice in most other sports and even other, um, just, uh, I don't know, areas of life, you know, respect, yeah. um, uh, for, for the referee, for your opponent, um, yeah. companionship with your teammates. Yeah. Um, it's not about the name on the back of the Jersey. It's about the, the crest on the front, you know, yeah. like that, that kind of stuff is, is sort of sadly like being lost. It's more about, um, in other sports and even Individuals in like, I think about the art and... world, the art world is very competitive. Everyone acts like the art world is, Hey, come on in, everybody do art. It's not that way. Like people are maybe even more cutthroat there than they are in athletics. But so it, it filters into any walk of life or any, anything you're passionate about that, it should be it should be more about those principles that rugby offers and uh, and promotes. Absolutely. Well, dude, um, uh, get into stone on three, which is kind of our it's, it's right at the end of the episode here. Yep. yep. Um, if you want to get a hold of us, shoot us an email at dummypasspod at gmail dot com. It could be anything. It could be hey, correction on premiership stuff. You know, hey, uh, 
Lane, dummy. It's it's actually this is how the European Championship works. <laughs> Just listen to James. Um, or it could be you know if if you wanted to share your rugby story, we could have a, a segment where we we read your your story, or you could send in a clip even of yourself sharing. That'd it. Or be call fun. in. I That'd mean, be yeah, fantastic, be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's how you can get a hold of us. Um, for now, we might maybe we'll do an Instagram at some point or some other social media if you're up for it. Yeah. Um, and we could post. I'm going to take a picture when we're done here that we can throw up on our. On our, um, but actually, our club, our club has a an Instagram. It's at Men of Stone Rugby. Uh, that's on Instagram. You can check out our shenanigans there. We've got, uh, you know, we're pretty active. I like to post stuff. We got other guys who jump in and contribute. Some of the younger dudes. So yeah, James, you want to take us out, my friend? Yeah, yeah, I'll All take right, us out here. Um, thank you for taking the pitch with us, shedding some blood, sweat, and tears, and having a beer with us afterwards. We'll see you next month. Cheers, and remember, Saturday's a rugby day. <laughs>